You are tuned to Nerd Noise Radio Channel F. Today's broadcast is a focus on a chip album called Time and Place, composed by Adam Fraser and Elijah Moore. We are recording with Adam and Elijah on site at the ISU campus radio station in Ames on a program we're calling A Time and Place for Time and Place. Let's go ahead and get to the music. Thank you for joining us, dear listeners. As I said in the intro, this is a time and place for time and place. And I have Adam and Elijah with us. And listen, uh, apologies in advance. Typically when I record an episode, it's with mechanisms where I can edit things later. But because of the particularities of the radio station itself, we're not going to be able to edit anything. I mean, you know, if someone says a cuss word, I can insert my sensor sound, but we can't really remove anything. So this episode may go gloriously. This may go perfectly, you know, like a bunch of well-oiled professionals, right? Or it's, it could be chaos. And, and I, I suspect we're going to end up somewhere closer to the latter. <laughs> but, but hopefully you guys will find that enjoyable and endearing. So, as I said, the album is called Time and Place. The composers are Adam Fraser and Elijah Moore. And first of all, I got to tell you guys that it is so hard to find stuff for you guys on, on Amazon or on YouTube. Because there's a an Adam Fraser in the NFL, there's an Elijah Moore in the NFL, and there's like ten albums called Time and Place. So, searching for searching for this is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. When it hits platinum, it'll be easier yeah. to to find. <laughs> so, um, let's let's take a moment to introduce you guys. And and uh, since your name's on the album first, Adam, why don't you? Well, you know, I just I'm Adam Fraser, obviously, on the album. Uh, the album was a collaboration between me and my friend, but it was also a lot of stuff from four EPs that weren't even a thing. They're not even a thing now, uh, which is pretty interesting. And it was also the first time that I made music by myself and then showed it to somebody else and then met, like mixed it together and stuff, and it was really cool. And all of that at the same time, trying to figure out Pro Tools and figure out how to produce and mix and all that, but it all it all 
worked out well. It doesn't have a it doesn't have a wing it characteristic yeah. to it. You know, it seems like you guys knew what you were doing. And now, um, well, I'm I have a really interesting question, but I'm going to wait. Um, why don't you introduce? And and you also do another show, so why don't you talk about that while we're at it? Yeah. Um, well, my name is Elijah. Uh, I am. I don't know. I feel like I'm the editor when it comes to this album. Adam generally is better at getting out a chunk of idea down on paper. And then he's like, okay, Elijah, like fix this is, is basically what the a dichotomy is. So it's like, Adam's much more creative than I am on when it comes to coming up with ideas. And then he's like, okay, what should I add to this? How should I help it? So, um, I would say probably 70% of the album is mostly Adam and I'm a, a mighty 30% when it comes to this, but how, how much of that is, is how much of that would you say is you as a composer versus you as maybe a producer? I'd say it's probably 95% me as a, a composer. Uh, I'd, I'd say I come up with a lot of the ideas of like musically, this is how we should sound. Adam does all of the producing because I <laughs> do not know how the technology works. <laughs> um, that's primarily why he gets a lot of it down on paper. And then if you hear us in the studio, you'll hear me singing like, what if we did something that goes like, and then I'll like <laughs> sing what it sounds like. And then we end up adding it on paper uh, of whatever, or like, hey, um, this chord structure seems like it needs to end with like this kind of feeling and then I'll try to like find it on the keyboard or whatever. So Okay, so would it be fair that for the most part the seeds of the songs are Adams, but the fruit of it is very heavy input and modification by Elijah? I'd I'd probably say so. Yes. I think I think yes. Adam would agree. I think yes. Adam would agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Now tell Tell the listeners, the tens and tens of listeners about your podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 we just recorded an episode before this. I know. Um, I, yeah, which was so, a long time no see. <laughs> um, for the viewers, it'll seem like ages, but for you and I, it's only 10 minutes. But we just recorded a show. I do a show called um, Spotlight where I just get people on the show and I interview them. And it's kind of um, showing people how can they become you uh, in, in any all intensive person purposes so it's uh inspiring inspirational interesting people of all facets and i interview them and and we talk about it yeah it was a really fun experience just 10 minutes ago we were in the same room and i was in the the interviewee seat <laughs> and now we're in this exact same room and i'm basically in the interviewer seat it's just so such a weird <laughs> different but the same dynamic cool here. yeah so when you get that episode done, make sure you give me a link to it, and I'll put it in the show notes of this episode. Right, right, absolutely. absolutely. So, and if they, if 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 we can time it right, if we can't time it right, no big deal. But if we can time it right, maybe I'll get you link a link to this, mm-hmm. and so both episodes can link to each other. I absolutely, absolutely will do that. Okay, all right, cool, cool. So, um, what what thoughts do you guys have about this opening track? Well, despite it being the opening track, it was one of the last ones to be made. Okay. Um. And I think it sounds like that, at least to me, like just production wise, it sounds really good and it sounds better than the earlier stuff. But uh, the main idea for this song, for me, the melody line was a big thing we needed to change because in the other songs, it's a lot where I have an issue with just having the entire melody line just connected, just all no spaces. And this one, if you told me you made this, I would have thought you were lying. It sounds like him with all of his spotty off offbeat stuff. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was a big, big difference between the other songs. I think that's why it's one of my favorites for sure. Okay. Well, I think it's a compelling album opener. You know, this is, this is how the journey's starting. And I don't want to have the conversation this early in the episode about like, why did you put the tracks in the order you did? Yeah. That will be a question sometime this episode. Okay. Uh, but I'll figure out a, a better time to do that. But, uh, it, it, this is kind of a great 
this is the start of a journey. Mm-hmm. And it's, I do like the kind of quirkiness of the, you know, disparate sounds kind of ting, ting, you know, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. But then it gets kind of a beat and bass going. And um, yeah, this is a, this is a really fun track. It's, it's pretty short. Right. Yes. Al- you know, I mean, although, so a little insight for the listeners, uh, the way this is set up here is we have to hold a mute button when we're not talking. <laughs> yeah. So, so just as an example, I'm going to keep talking and then periodically press the mute button. So, you know, this is what it's like, uh, you know, and then me and their microphone. So that's the situation. So while, while we're listening to the track the first time, we have to just sit here and hold the button. <laughs> you know, it's a little scuffed, but it's working. Well, you know what? In retrospect, if I'm going to record, if I'm going to superimpose fresh instances of the music uh-huh. over the, the, this part, why are we worrying about muting it? We'll just cut the dang things yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I agree. I okay, agree. we just the important thing is we're gonna have to be, pay it. We're, we're gonna have to pay attention to the stop point. You mm-hmm. know, when the, it loops back. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're gonna have to sit and just wait another loop. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Well, at least that makes our, our lives easier because then we don't have to. Mess with this. <laughs> <laughs> My finger you know, was hurting already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, this was a minute and twenty seconds. We ha- or a minute and thirty seconds. We have a tracks that are four and a half minutes. So yeah, that's gonna yeah, be like yeah. the longest five minutes of yeah. our lives. You know? <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> So, okay, all right, so that's settled, that's settled. So, and that also might give us some fruit for like a blooper reel or an outtakes mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. So, um, the next track is a track called Clear Sky. So, we're going to go ahead and give that a listen, and then when we come back, we'll ask Adam and Elijah about that too. So, let's check it out. Thank you. 
Okay, and that's Clear Sky from Time and Place by Adam Fraser and Elijah Moore. Uh, who wants Who wants to tell me about this track? Uh, I, I can go ahead. <laughs> you want to start? You can go ahead. Yeah, I think there's an important story with this album for us because, uh, like Adam had kind of mentioned, Adam started making music about a couple years ago, and so um, I gave I you know we kind of worked on stuff together, but it was mostly like, Hey Elijah, I made this song. I'm going to show it to you, and I didn't really have a lot of effort into it, and so he had four EPs catalog, probably what, like, I don't know, 25 songs collectively. Easily, yeah. um, and so the point of this album is he wanted, we switched carriers for how we're going to get Spotify on here. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to re-release only like the ones that I really like on Spotify into like one conglomerate album. Um, and then he's about to release it. And I was listening to it. I was like, Adam, you've made so much progress in your music that some of these songs are just simply not good enough to be on this album. And it was a hard truth to tell him. I was like, we need to work on these songs. And so what the story became was that every one of the songs in the album, he couldn't, we couldn't be done with it until I had put a significant portion on it and we had really listened to it and decided what can we add to this and what can we do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this song, Clear Sky, was originally, what was it originally called? I think it's called uh, Valley. Valley. It was originally called Valley. It was one of the songs on his EP. Um, and we went through that same process. Okay, like what can we add to this? What can we do? And so... Um, this is what we added to it. It was supposed to be like a vibey piece um, in the name of the song. You're this ship or a blimp flying through the air. <laughs> and then now you're in clear water and you're just like enjoying the scene mm-hmm. is, is the vibe of the song. Okay. So how is this rendition different from the original? You know I mean? Like how, how much different and what kind of things were changed about it? A lot of the songs didn't even have a melody line, really. It would just be like the background and that's it. And that was the main thing where we, we were like, these just aren't good enough. And we have a lot more to say and put on the record. And putting it out like that would just be a disservice for the song. Okay. So, so this one didn't have a melody line at all. Yeah. So that like why like when that all that stuff wasn't on there. It was basically just like the background just chords shifting mm-hmm. with the the percussive elements in the background. So what we're hearing right now, the do do do, yeah, that's yep. an addition. That's and, an and addition. Yeah. Dings in there are also sprinkled in there. Okay, that were new. Okay, so the original kernel of the song w- was you. The melody is that more you? I I think for this one, this was mostly Adam doing stuff. But it, it was a lot of feedback of just like, you can do more with this, and you know. We did, obviously, and I'm happy we did because the other albums I would listen to maybe like a month afterwards, like after the honeymoon phase, I'd be like, I don't I don't like this song. I don't like this album. And it was a nice refreshment to just clean slate it and then 18 songs that we're happy with. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'd say as far as what I put into the song, especially with this one and what it'll be for all of them was it needs a melody line. Like it needs a song structure of like... Um, like kind of chorus verse chorus you know whatever like have a hook things like that and so um i'd say in only maybe six of the songs was i actually like writing the melody line most of them it was like okay i like that let's add like this thing you know what i mean it's more like um helping a lot of homework playing. yeah Get a lot it. of just homework but like okay <laughs> here i give them ideas to write down and then i'd leave and then i'd come back and like, how about this i was like okay let's change this or mm-hmm. whatever so that's neat that's neat <laughs> yeah okay so um I do like the tranquil, the pastoral nature of this. I, the Clear Sky is a, is a good name. I think Valley is a good name too. I can kind of right. see, you know, both happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little bird song at the beginning is kind of neat too. <laughs> you know, that that kind of help, helps add to it. 
Um, I'm thinking of a couple questions, but I think I want to wait till later okay. to get to those. So our next track is called Sandcastle. So let's give it a listen. All right. Okay, and this is Sandcastle. So what do you guys want to tell us about? Well, okay, so actually an interesting question. Uh, the, so that voice, that do-do voice in the background, it has kind of, it sounds FM to me, you know, like it could theoretically have happened on the Sega Genesis. You know, mo- I mean, m- most of these other voices would not be believable on a Genesis, but that one would. Um, I'm curious to know about sound design. Like, how did you guys approach, what, first of all, what tools and devices did you use and what was the philosophy behind making these sounds? So the keyboard that we have is not new. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel new. Uh, it's pretty old. But there are sounds on there that you can be like, oh, that's so this and that, like so whatever. Um, but at the time, we, I think it was like a $200 mixer and... I forgot what the name was. The Behringer. Behringer. And it was pretty finicky, and I also didn't know what I was doing. And it was just like, okay, I'm going to buy a mixer and then figure it out later. Um, but I also at the time had an 18i20 Focusrite, 
one, which is 500, like it's top of the line stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to use it, so I didn't use it. And it would have made the song sound pretty dang good, but it sounds really good now, but um, the quality would have been crazy. Um, But yeah, I think both of them were kind of old equipment and I think that kind of helped with that more oldish sound, not the modern stuff that maybe Blimp has, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I think that's... So, um, you're not using like a tracker though. You're using just a traditional keyboard. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. What kind of keyboard was it? It's a MX 81, I believe. Yamaha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All this stuff is played like how the songwriting process works is we find the chords that we like and then we like write down the chords. So it's that like marimba sound making the chords thing. So that's the chord structure and rhythm. And then we find like, okay, what do we want this to be? Um, for this one, Trying to think of the game that I was mimicking this of, kind of like a, a Mario Kart beach track or a like um, one of those like kind of Mario adjacent beachy sounds is what I was looking for, Mario Party. And so for this one, it was kind of like, okay, it would be cool if we had like a wind instrument and then we ended up finding that clarinet. Mm. Um, and then we had that like background. Um, I, I don't know what kind of in- instrument that would be, maybe some sort of like synth or, or definitely like a synth comp yeah like it's, it's like it sounds like a pad yeah like mm-hmm. yeah like a pad yep and so it was kind of like finding those things basically we wanted a really light-hearted fun sound for this one and okay so, well i think uh, you did a really good job with the sound design on it. and you know, we talked about how the the basis of these tracks are generally adam uh a lot of it is you putting in input this needs to we need to have this we need to have this but then from that input Adam going back and doing that, but there was a certain number of tracks on the album where it was directly Elijah, and this is one of them. Yeah, I'd say there are three tracks on this album that are like my babies. (laughs) Like they're the (laughs) ones that I worked on the most, I think. Um, And this one, I'd say, is probably like '95. And also, this one, um, this one was made way back when, Mm -hmm. uh, when Adam was first doing this thing. And I think it was the first one we where we had ever experimented with a melody line. So that like da, 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 that whole thing that was I think the first of its nature where we're like okay this is like a riff like this yeah. is actually like a melody line that we're playing on the piano it was the first kind of complex movement on the keys that we did okay um, and so this is kind of a pioneer of the song and it, it hasn't really been changed much we added that underwater section um, and changed it a little bit but other than that this is pretty much unchanged mm-hmm. from how we did it initially okay well I think the melody is really soaring you know um, this sounds like this could be at home and a number of indie games. Yeah. You know, um, maybe someone wakes up on a beach or whatever and, you know, is running around kind of the beach part, yeah, of the low yeah. part of the island, you know. Uh-huh. Like you had said, you were going for a Mario Kart or Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party. Yeah. Mario, I hear, I can, that's believable, but I almost get more of a, a, a retro Zelda. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a, or a twist, like a modern twist on a retro Zelda, like a Link's Awakening DX, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, like an ocarina of time, like beach level or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get more of that kind of sound out of it. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I we were kind of going for that lighthearted, fun part. There's another song that's a little, it's very <laughs> similar to this one, um, that goes harder on the party aspect. But um, in general, like this is supposed to be like a fun party. And it has a fun story behind that too. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that later. Yeah, make sure you keep that tucked away so when we get there, you can, right, right. you yeah, can regale yeah. with that. Well, is there anything you want to say about this one before we go on? Um, no, I just think it was a pioneer and that's kind of why it's at the beginning. This is, I think this is the first track that had the fade in sound. Like, you know, you have the seagulls and then the other songs have stuff like that too. But this is the first one where we had a fade in sound that fit the like title and like the theme of it. 
and I it, something that we're gonna be doing. Yeah, we're trying to collect those. So like, um, you heard of the birds in clear sky, uh, mm -hmm. and then this one has the seagulls, and then some of them have wave crashes or thunder strikes or wind or. Yeah. We're trying to collect as many sounds that we can put at the <sighs> beginning of it. Unfortunately, no Wilhelm scream in the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there will be no screaming. <laughs> Sadly, in our, in our next single, I'll uh, say lo <laughs> lots of requests for that, but we <laughs> we haven't had the time for it. Um, after we're done recording, maybe I'll, sh I'll show this to you, but there, there was a really crazy track I found, uh, not video game related, that actually uses the Wilhelm scream as an instrument. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> so it's a really wacky track, but we'll, let's not, we'll, that probably won't appear in, this def well, definitely won't appear in the episode, uh, but before we leave, right. you know, unless we get kicked out, uh -huh, you know, yeah. that'll probably come up. Yeah. Okay, um, well, let's go on to the next track. The track is called Odyssey. Okay, and that's Odyssey. So what's the story here, guys? This one was called Exotic Exploration back in the day. And with my EPs, it would always be two big words, like just trying to sound bigger than it's supposed to be or whatever, you know mm. what I mean? Mm. But um, an Odyssey fits this a lot better, I think. But the melody with this one, Newsflash wasn't in the original, uh, but also <laughs> wanted it to be connected, but also have spaces between it. So it holds the snow and then it fades and then later comes back. So it's just more of a different way to do a melody line and also working with a realistic drum sound with the knocks and everything. It's still a drum machine, but it's not like a lo-fi, you know what I mean? Um, and it makes it sound different, I think, than the other songs for sure. You know, I almost get, uh when I was recording with Elijah earlier, I mentioned Tetris Effect Connected. Mm -hmm. I can get a, I get a little bit of a Tetris Effect vibe out of this. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think the sounds in this operate. It's it's super spacey and it goes through this cool thing. And I think what I appreciate about this one the most um, is 
how some of the chords are minors and then they're over a major and so it like it's good and then it kind of goes into this like darker area and then it comes back and it's kind of doing this wavy thing mm -hmm. um which i mean i think hence the name but i think it does this really cool effect of space travel um that again i this was this was mostly an adam this is mostly an adam work um and again, the, the criticism was add a melody line of something, and then we kind of worked on that together. But yeah, in essence, something. it was in, in essence, it was mostly like a, um, a chord structure, mm -hmm. like that. So. It's mm -hmm. a very nostalgic song for sure, because I think it's off my second EP, and that was probably two years ago. So okay, so yeah. this takes you back towards the yeah. beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back when we were young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a child. <laughs> You, <laughs> you guys make me feel so old. <laughs> I need to go hide with my prune juice. <laughs> God, I, I'm 43 and I feel, you guys are making me feel like I'm 63. In the old days of 2021. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I really do. I really do like this track. I, there, I mean... There are, there's not a track on this album I dislike, of course. There are tracks that I, I like and tracks that I really like, and mm -hmm. this is one of the one of the latter. It really, I really do. I mean, it kind of feels like the beginning part of a Tetris effect level before everything starts happening. You know, like yeah. you almost picture someone moving the blocks and you hear like the little say, do, 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 part, do 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 you know. This part right here kind of sounds like it's getting a little more stressful, like the blocks aren't working and it's like trying to make you uh, mm -hmm. work a little harder. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, so the next track takes things in a very, very different direction. Are you guys ready for it? <laughs> yes. You guys oh, yeah. braced? Yeah, All the I'm, ready. I'm ready. Loins girded? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay. All right, listeners, brace yourself for a track called Wrath.
Okay, so that is Wrath. Now we need someone to come in and do like the the Surge scream or yeah, the Mortal Kombat scream. This yeah. is the perfect time. <laughs> this is this is for drinking Surge and playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So <laughs> the angry song, Surge, oh the gosh. angry song. So so actually, um, one of the questions I've been kind of banking is, what's the rationale with the track order on this episode? I mean, this this album, like, you know, because. As Elijah knows, I put so much effort into track sorting on the Channel One side that, of course, I always think, well, what's the rationale behind why they did them in this order instead mm-hmm. of this order? So you guys want to talk about that? It's kind of funny that you say it now, but it's like, to me, when I was making this one, I, I wanted it to be the opening track because mm. it starts, and it's the first one that has directional stuff going on left to right, and it's also like just a hard, fast thrasher almost. Uh, which I'm a fan of. I was say background is yeah, 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 Adam yeah. is a metal fan, and yeah, you yeah, can yeah. tell by the music that we create. If you were to pin which song is which person, you could tell who is who likes harder music and who <laughs> likes softer music. Yeah, this I was listening to a song called Hardwired by Metallica at this time. That's not even a joke, and it, it's yeah, it's <laughs> so fire. But um, yeah, with this, there were some songs that are pretty obvious. To like credits is the last song at least the second to last song um and then blimp later was like this is a sick opening track it's a short sweet vibey song sounds really good mm-hmm. um and then stuff like valor the meteor stuff were was like a good middle ground yeah. i think yeah i think we had some rules that there shouldn't be a super sharp transition or if there is one it should be as kind of smooth as possible so like Odyssey kind of is a quicker song, and it has those dips in, in uh, deepness, so we wanted to make sure that all the transitions are fine. Um, and so we go from Wrath to Magma, and Magma is kind of like this like more evil-sounding song, not necessarily angry-sounding song. Mm-hmm. So we kind of tried to have this journey. So at the beginning, it's like, here's the land above us. We're happy. And then it's like, now it's getting kind of rocky. Now it's bad. And then we get back, like, we're soaring again. Now it's sad. And it's kind of supposed to be this journey so that all of the songs kind of together in that way so this album is a story of a guy who's relaxing on the beach and then falls into a volcano yes <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a very relatable thing that everyone's been, been I mean, through god yeah. who hasn't been yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so th- this one um it had to have a place in the album and sure. so we wanted it to be like transition from like happy to rocky to super rocky and then now we're back and also you didn't want to finish a track go to the next one and be like wait, I just listened to this one. You know what I mean? Like, this sounds the same. We had to spread them out, which is why Valor, I think, is pretty important because it's completely different, mm-hmm. which we'll get to later. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was a big yeah. way in on... There are some songs that are kind of similar than other, to others Yes. Um, in the five, mm-hmm. so we try to spread those as far as possible. Okay. Okay. Well, this definitely feels like this could be like a boss battle for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and let's go ahead and take a moment to talk about that. I mean, we've talked about the sound design in terms of like we used a keyboard we used a mixing board we didn't use trackers or anything but we still wanted to get as many video game sounds in as we could right mm-hmm. um so this album is basically supposed to evoke video game music mm-hmm. which yeah. is why we're talking about it on a video game music podcast <laughs> yeah you know so but talk a little bit more about that i mean what video game influences you know we've heard Mario Kart, or I'm sorry i keep mario part party, yeah. party i said card at the beginning but i, I met mario party yeah, yeah 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 but Talk about uh, some of the, be it this track in particular or the album in general, what are some of the, other than just the obvious, when we're going for video gamey sounds, mm-hmm. what, what's some of the philosophies here? 
I think, um, especially with this one, which is the reason why it's called Time and Place, my big thing, um, I think Adam went more based off feeling, and I went more on, like, let's cover our bases. So, like, for me, I'm thinking, if I'm thinking of video game, classic video game levels, like, what levels are there? There's normally an ice level, there's normally an underwater level, there's normally a boss battle, there's mm -hmm. normally an evil level, there's normally a spooky level, you know what I mean? I'm thinking of all these levels, and, mm -hmm. like, if I were to make a track for this level or for this event... Well, what I do it, and that's where you'll get um, sandcastle, icicle, um, puddle, below. Um, below, wrath. This one, um, party hat. Some of these other ones that are like these are more level focused. Sure. Whereas you have some of those like soaring through the space ones, where Adam's going like this is more of a motion focus. So like blimp is like party, Odyssey's like journey, pixels is like flight. You know what I mean? And these other things like that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's normally our difference. Well, I love that you guys have the kind of head and heart dynamic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's really great. That's really great. And I think the fact that both of those come to bear really has a positive impact mm -hmm. on, on the album. And then, yeah, the, the zones of different games. So was this track deliberately invocative of boss music? Yeah, this, this was supposed to be like an intense point like of like peril uh, or, or boss in general. So okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is like the shop theme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is like the opening world. Like, this is a <laughs> choose your save file <laughs> music. So. You, yeah, you know, sometimes some games do start off really intense musically. Have you ever played the Genesis RPG game Sword of Vermilion? Mm -mm. Mm. Okay, so the music to the opening town. It's like crazy hard. Well, it's not thrashy. It's it's slow. It's slower, but it, everything is really intense. Mm. So when we're done recording, I'll let you hear uh -huh. a, little bit, okay. a little bit of that. Um, this, yeah, okay. This is this would be really good as a boss battle, or I could see it being a really intense moment, like you know, um, something is blowing up and you're trying to get out, like mm. an escape, you know, escape, escape artist, escape, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? So, so uh, yeah, I could see it working either way. Right. But the next one is definitely volcan volcanic. Yeah, it kind of fits in to. Like the, at the song, it goes into that one. I think pretty easily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you imagine the the crisis is something involving an eruption or something. Well, it's like a crisis, and then it's calm at the beginning. But it's like uh, it's like a lava level. You know what I mean? It's like you're getting away from a boss. Now you're underground, and now you're trying to like find your way out. Like escape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. Well, let's go to it. It's called magma.
Okay, and that's Magma. This is really this is this one's a real highlight of the album to me too. There's so much going on here, and uh, you can really see it being like a, a volcano level, with mm-hmm. like the the heat, the way you know the heat waves and stuff, and mm-hmm. and lots and lots of red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, all right. So who? What's the division of labor on this one? Oh man, this is. I I think it's either this one. I think I was a part a lot of making the guitar solo that happened or not the guitar solo but the soul like this part this higher bit um and then a lot of like the crux of that background thing like this weird syncopated sound yeah Yeah. like all these other things going Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. and and there's a lot of that like bass line too that's pretty much all. a lot of like sprinkling stuff and that makes the song what it is really it's like polishing it and it sounds really good but um yeah yeah it's funny how um one percent of the song can make the song. Yeah, right. it gets to a hundred percent. Yeah, no, this is. Yeah, this one's this one's definitely a standout for me. Mm-hmm. It's really drum based, mm-hmm. and I'm a drummer, so making it was pretty awesome. It was just like, first of all, the drums go nuts, like, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think I believe there's two drum tracks playing at the same time but but before I had one in left one in right and he was like this is very disorienting having two different at the same time but yeah having them on one channel together made it fit really well and I could see that yeah it's pretty heavy I'll say if it, if it explains anything Adam's a drummer and I'm a keyboard player so yeah, sure. like if that explains yeah. like how we divvy up labor you can yeah. tell that <laughs> like, again feel is more him and like technical is more me which yes. could make sense in, in how the song's going out too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll t- I will tell you that as soon as I say I have a rule, I immediately think of five example or uh, examples of the contrary. Oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, am I more of a, a melody guy or more of an ambiance guy? I'll say I'm definitely more of an ambiance guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but then as soon as I say that, this piece comes on. It's got an incredible melody. And it's like uh-huh. ah, you know, like ninety nine times out of ten, ninety nine times out of a hundred. I almost said ninety nine times out of ten. Ninety nine <laughs> times out of a hundred. Uh, the lyrics of a song will bounce right off me. I won't, I won't even really notice them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that one time that they don't bounce off me, they sink into me like talents. That's, yes. And, and then they're everything to me. Yes. Well, him also being like the melody guy, it's like later making the album, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this. And like, I want to show him and be like, he'll be like, oh my God, you made that melody line? Like without Blimp, me being there? Blimp was that for <clears throat> me. If, if that beginning track was the first one, it's kind of like him stepping out and being like, I made this all on my own. That was pretty much 100%. It was 100% happen. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, here, I, had, I did this melody line. And it was like, proud dad. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a good pat on the back, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Playing catch in the yard. <laughs> good job, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I made sure to congratulate him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. We got ice cream afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and we hugged. Yeah. <laughs> this is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so... Is there anything else you guys want to say about this, or do we want to go to uh, the way you guys have built this next track? Is it's kind of like the centerpiece of the album? Do you want? Do we want to go there? Yeah, I'd say it's the coolest song. So yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and check out this little number we call Valor.
and this is Valor. <laughs> so this really does kind of feel like the centerpiece of, of the entire album. Why don't you guys talk about it? This one, I think, was the first one that... Oh, I regret this, and he knows that I regret this. But uh, <laughs> uh, we had a song before. It was called Triumph at the time, and it had a lot of the same stuff. But I was working on it. I was like, I don't like this. I need to start from a clean slate. And instead of starting a new project, I just scrapped the project. And he was like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you the delete thing, the yeah. project? It makes no difference. And it's true. But uh, yeah, we started a new uh, project and called it Valor. And I think I showed him and he was like, it was a different feel than the last one. And it was very hard to make. Yeah. Uh, just because there were so many different parts and uh, an orchestra piece is very hard to do. And also making it sound good production wise was a struggle. Like on a keyboard. It's yeah, yeah the strings on a on a keyboard is very touchy, um, but I think it sounded great. Um, I still think I, I still think it sounds great, but um, they don't sound super canned, which is what you would you know fear. Be, fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that's what the first version kind of sounded I'll like. Say, there may be three strings in the entire onslaught of strings that that sound that way. Yeah, um, I think I think one of the big things for this one, I think why we like it so much is. Or we think it's so important is a lot of the songs struggle with this level of complexity in that um, a lot of the songs, there's a function on the keyboard where you can hold it down and it'll play a simple rhythm for you or like a simple arpeggio or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, and this was one of the most complex, everything was played individually by us. And so it lacks any of that kind of held down um held out pieces and, mm -hmm. uh, and and so I think that's why there's a huge pride in it I don't think it's the centerpiece of our I think it's a really great I think the centerpiece on the, on the album and Adam is going to know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say I think credits is the centerpiece of this album um, and there's a very specific reason for that when we get there but um, this one does do a great job of separating these are like our two big I'd say our three big songs are this one Puddle and credits and so this one I think does a good job of that yeah, and okay. looking at the end of it, just seeing three and a half minutes, it's like, holy crap, we just made a three and a half minute song. Because the other ones before that were, you know, one and a half, you know, Blimp, I think, is less than one and a half. Um, and it was, I think it, I also felt really good afterwards being like, we made this song, and it's an, or, and it's a dream for us to, like, have a real orchestra play it live. I think that'd be nuts. That'd be insane. Yeah, <laughs> it would yeah. be crazy. Uh, and that's something I think I, I want to strive for 100%, but... So get this in a game. <clears throat> you guys you guys are college students at a significant university. <clears throat> you guys certainly have to have friends that are in programming. Mm -hmm. have, have them make a game. Yeah. Okay? And then, and then <clears throat> there is, a, a, in Des Moines, there's a volunteer community orchestra that does nothing but covers a video game music called I've the Des Moines of, Gamer Symphony yep. Orchestra. Yeah. And... <clears throat> And so if it's in an actual game, then it could be pitched to them. Mm -hmm. And then you're, there's a, maybe not a, a like a, a shoot. I mean, maybe it's not like a, a sealed, like what's the word I'm looking for? Where it's like, oh, this is a given, you know, like maybe mm -hmm. it's not a something that you can just shoe in. That's thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. Um, <clears throat> maybe it's not a shoe in. But it's a not ridiculously outlandish avenue mm -hmm. to get to what you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, something I forgot to say, though, was <coughs> this song was inspired by God of War, a song called A Son's Path. 
at the time, I think Jacksepticeye was making a, a thing on it, and I was like, this music is sick. I want to make it. And when I was making it, I was like, oh, this is going to be rough. <laughs> but but we went through it, and it sounds great. I'm so yeah. happy it's on the album. The, or- the orchestra path is definitely within our... Then okay, give us a couple years and you'll see. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that would be really cool. And you know, my uh, my my parents are both retired, and my well, it's a great example of what it looks like when one you can see a retiree that stays active versus a retiree that doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, look at my parents and you see that because um, you know my dad said at his retirement party, you know, someone said, "Hey, what are you going to do now that you're retired?" And he said, "Well, I think I'm going to take a trip." And they said, "Oh yeah, where to?" Oh, you know, from the couch to the fridge and back. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. what, that's what my dad said. But and then that's pretty much come true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But my mom is a flutist, and so she does a flute business. It's called Val's Flute Entertainment, and she will go play at like nursing homes and retirement homes and like homes for special needs children. And just put on a show with her flute and music and stuff. That's awesome. And and yeah, and she offers lessons. Now, what's what's funny is the one side of her business is very successful, and the other side's completely dead. Like she mm-hmm. had one student for one lesson, and then that's pretty much been the, the extent of her success <laughs> as a lessons person. But her, her her shows are like she's going all over the place. You mm-hmm. know, like outside the city, like halfway across the state, that kind of stuff. But over the river and through the woods, to the point I get. She is a member of the Des Moines Gamer Symphony Orchestra. Okay, that's I want to I want to because I was a French horn player in high school. I would love to pick up the French horn and bring it to the gamer. Like it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's within the realm of viability. Yeah, it's on the list. Yeah, on the yeah. list. Yeah. Well, there are professional. I mean, there are professionals within that band. There, you know, there are people from the Des Moines Symphony that are in this orchestra, but. It's mostly volunteer. It's mostly lay people. You know, I mean, they sound pretty good. Yeah, and they're doing some cool music. Like, they were doing Ori in the Blind Forest, mm-hmm. Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. Skyrim. So it's like, I really would love to do it. It's so great. So one more story I'll tell about that, and then we'll go on. But uh, I was at the most recent concert, and they typically don't have a bass guitar player. They usually have two upright basses. Mm-hmm. Well, this time they had one upright bass and one bass guitar, which in, or, in an orchestra context, that's actually pretty magical because you have that oomph and thump of the upright mm-hmm. but the articulation of a of a bass in tonality of a bass guitar yeah. and and but I, clear across the I was in the, literally the back row and I look at that bass I'm like oh my god is that an alembic and so afterwards I went up to the stage and and uh, I, I haven't said the name of this guy because I don't know if he wants me to advertise that he has this thing okay. right uh, so in the incredibly unlikely event he's listening to this I'm not I'm not a I'm not blowing you off, sir. I'm trying to protect you. But uh, but I went up and I said, is that an Olympic? He said, it sure is. You want to try playing it? And so I pick it up, and I'm a really terrible bass player too, And but I'm doing my best horrible uh, actual proof by Herbie Hancock on this thing, you know. And 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 then I asked him, I said, so what does set you back? And he said, well, in 91, I bought it used for about 3100 bucks, but I just looked it up, and it lists for 30000 Dollars and so I said, okay, I think I better let you have this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, and he's bringing it to the Des Moines Orchestra. That's really cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, so but hopefully people people don't show up to ransack the thirty thousand dollars. Now, <laughs> now I know why he didn't say his name. He's yeah. like, hold on to that. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he if he reaches out to me and tells me he wants me to use his name, I will. But I'm just <laughs> trying to protect him. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. So, but it was still an honor to get to actually play something of that caliber. Mm-hmm. You know, I think 
monetarily the most valuable instrument I have. If you did the new price at new price as of 99, and then if impact and adjusted for inflation to today's prices, it'd probably be less than $3,000, maybe $3,000 tops. And mm-hmm. that's my top instrument. Mm-hmm. And it's one tenth the value of this. Yeah. yeah. Hard so, to even imagine. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, well, so, um, you said God of War. This was the, this was inspired by God of War. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can. I've heard a little bit of God of War. I featured a little bit of God of War on the podcast before, but um, I can hear that. I can hear that in this, and I can picture Kratos. Yeah, you know, or is it Kratos or Kratos? It's Kratos. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Maybe Kratos is like a like an original pronunciation or something <laughs> in like Latin or you know, but. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I always try to. I, to the extent I know a language, I always try to pronounce it uh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I think this would go well in some kind of indie game, though. You know? Mm-hmm. And you could take a number of these. I mean, maybe Magma could be in the same game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this kind of reminds me of Fire Emblem. Um, okay. Or some of those, like, medieval swordsmanship games. Maybe, mm-hmm. like... Um, Trying to think of other examples, but it's games like kind of like Fire Emblem, maybe like an RPG style, like ma- main menu of some sort of uh, swordsmanship type game. Sure. Sure. I'm trying to think. I mean, so you talked about like a sword, like a sword craft game. Yeah. 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 I could see uh, kind of a modern game that's a homage to like old Ultima games. Okay. Ultimate games. The Ultima, like the oh, PC oh, yeah. RPG games, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, you guys say this is not the highlight of the album, I. but it's definitely a, it's definitely, um, a major moment for it's me. It's definitely a major moment. It's it's a pivot point almost, because it, I think it's the eighth song on the album. Seventh. Seven, all right. This, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it fits in the middle-ish part for sure. I don't see this being in any other part of the album i think there's a reason why it's in the middle yeah i i agree with i agree with that decision to put yeah. it in the middle yeah well so let's go to the next track it is called pixels
Okay, and this is Pixels. So this really does take us in a very different direction than Valor. What do you guys want to say about this one? That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a sentence. Not uh, bad, not bad. Yeah, it's yeah. All right. I think, I don't know, I think this one encapsulates something similar to Valor, like in the feel, like it's kind of this like trudge, like move forward, um, but it's obviously it's in a more like 8-bit sound. Um, mm. I think, I don't know, I'm trying to envision what this would be. It feels like you're flying a spaceship through a jungle, like uh, like uh, trying to think, and there's like toxic on waste on the bottom or something like that. I don't know. It feels it feels like a um, futuristic wasteland a little bit, but then sometimes it gets happy when you're soaring back up through the top. I was so. gonna say it gets a l it's it's a little rough, and then it goes into a major key right here, and it's kind of like all right. This one was called Main Menu at first, uh, and I think we even talked about like oh this like kind of reminds me of like modern warfare main menu which doesn't make any sense yeah it's uh, like a eight bit modern yeah, yeah, yeah 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 a d-make yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 a d-make i can i can see that and this one's very similar to a song here called clouds but they were made at the same time i was going back and forth between them and yeah there's a you can tell but they're both pretty good right elijah Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair effort, fair effort. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's fun. It's fun. It's uh I definitely I mean I like this track. I definitely like Valor better, you know. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um but but that that change there is pretty nice. And then yeah, it does it it's it starts off deceptively simple and then it starts adding stuff to it and like this, this builds it up, and then you know, as you said, it eventually goes major. Mm -hmm. right. That high note that goes above, like I think maybe it's in the second like time right this comes in. Yeah, that thing, it, I I really like that part of the song. He uh, added that. That's why he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think if the, there are certain aspects of music, if you're listening to the album. That you can like pick apart like what are some of the things that what's an elijah thing to add and what's an adam thing to add any like soaring high note is definitely me yes. um and then like any any drum complication is absolutely adam um and then and there are other things too there are certain rhythms like any any spacey triplet type rhythm is probably going to be me and then any uh i don't know i don't know which, any like um stagnation between like three notes in an alternating order is probably going to be Adam. He's well. very staccato when he makes melody and I'm, I like tie and like slur them together a lot. Like this one's very that, um, very me. Mm -hmm. uh, but ironically with the drum thing you were talking about, I think it's either this one or Clouds where it was a drum sound like Odyssey and then you're like, I think you should switch that to like an 8-bit drum and it changed the song. So even though we both have like, I'm drums. He's like melodic. We both like kind of tag in later. Like, what about this? And it works. It'd be fun to see you guys compose a song together, opposite your strengths. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. That'd yeah, be fun. we we really try because when I, if I'm sitting at the piano first trying to make a song, it changes the entire view of what we go for versus when he's at the piano doing it. So it'd be cool to do that. Well, it's also like like yesterday we were making a song together right. and he was in the main seat i was on the side like writing notes and all that and i was sitting here like what do i is this what you do i don't know what i do right now and you're like doing notes and i'm like all right that's we're gonna see if it's in time okay and then you know <laughs> yeah. it was very bizarre but I, it's pretty fun i think we need to get more of that right. for sure yeah no i think 
I think that'd be neat because you don't you don't know what's going to come out of it. You exactly. know, you guys you have your established paradigms, you have your established paradigms, and mm-hmm. if you force yourself to trade seats for a song, mm-hmm. what kind of things could come from that? Well, we yeah. can find different strengths in each other in that too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this part where it goes major might be my favorite part. You know, there's a certain almost uh, almost prog rockiness to this. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially when like, the drums are a little more prominent too, and it kind of like pushes forward. I could see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. and also just finding drum sounds that I would like to play personally. It's like drum cover songs or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, which you know I think magma is a is a little difficult to play, but um, <laughs> it was too do. sick of a sound to to not put on the record for sure. Yeah, yeah. And this also goes from it goes from Valor being. All of us doing no holding down buttons to the intro being holding yeah. down the button. Oh, that I mean? arpeggio is just the yeah. It's, it's a it's a piano sound. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Although we're trying to work on yeah, yeah, yeah. doing it yeah doing it differently. Yeah, so. not trying to put like each other in a box where it's it's no arpeggio stuff. You know what I mean? But we don't want that to be like crutch. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. The balance is learning learning how to uh, use the tools to serve you rather than to make them. You know, rather than leaning on them too heavily. Which was what the first four EPs were, really. Except for the third one. The third one was all piano, which was pretty cool. But um, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) the other three EPs were basically that. And that's why there was some stuff that had, you know, a little sparkles in there where you're like, okay, there's something in there. But others, he was like, this this doesn't have any life in it. This isn't isn't you. Mm. And I respected that. And that's why we have this album here. Well, I hope you guys will do a second album, you know, because oh, yeah. you guys have an established paradigm and that kind of stuff. It could yeah. go some really great places. Speaking of going re- really great places, are we wanting to go on to the next one? Let's do it. Sure. Okay. All right. So we are going to hear a track called Puddle.
and that's Puddle. So talk about it. This is my favorite song on the album. It's, <laughs> it's not even close. Uh, it, it's obviously, like, you know, the second, third spot are great, but it's also like second, first. It, it's so... It's so awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's it's one of the other songs that we have a fade in sound. We have the rain, which puddle. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, this one's more of like a melancholy, you know, sad sound. Um, it also reminded me of just like songs off of like Game Jolt and Itchio, which are like free indie games that people make. And I'm familiar with the latter, although I thought it was pronounced itch.io. Itch. Either way. <laughs> well, I'm trusting you guys on right. this. I, just, I saw it in writing. <laughs> you know. right. I think it's Itch.io, but I'm not sure. I'm, you know, I don't play indie yeah. games a lot. But yeah, this one, feel, I, I remember specifically making this in the, you know, the last part of the, the song was a big hymn moment too because it was soon after this. But the melody line and then that was going to be it, but there's one, and then there's one on the right, and then there's a lower one in the middle, and that was him for sure. And I was doing this part, and he was like, okay, that's good. And I was like, all right, cool. He's like, is that all? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh God. <laughs> so is the cr- melody we're currently hearing you? That's Yeah, it's me, and then he had the idea of adding the second part, and then the third one he added himself was the, the lower one. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say that my expertise like i could i could know nothing about music mm-hmm. and i could just go into a room and just tell adam like do more and like <laughs> i would i would be giving the same criticism as like i could I, I give right now you know what i mean it's like always just like push yourself like is this really it you yeah. know what i mean working on it so like i wouldn't say there's like some creative genius of like oh i know we need to add this and this it's more like just add more and yeah. see what happens well, and I'm into like simplicity, but there gets to a point where it's like, this is too simple. This isn't using it to its highest, you know, mm-hmm. complexity mm-hmm. or whatever, you, whatever word you want to use. But he's really good at pushing me to that point, pushing me over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pushing you into the puddle. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which is why this is our first and only album yeah. ever. <laughs> no, this this begs a sequel. Um, yeah. For sure. So we are halfway through the album by track count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let's, I mean, that's pretty good. I don't know how long this episode is so far. I'm not sure either. Usually six, I can see. Well, that's okay. Six, We're, look, uh, probably about four to five minutes, I think. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's see what we end up with. So let's hurry to our next track. Awesome. Called Waiting Dot Dot Dot.
Okay. Thanks for waiting. This is waiting. Right. Dot, nice. dot, dot. That was good. That was good. <laughs> so uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to tell me about this. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is one of my favorites. I think there's that, like, really quick high arpeggiated, like, one of my, uh, and Adam knows that this is my favorite, and that's why he tried to put it in like 10 songs because I just <laughs> love that sound so much. And when it kicks in, um, I think this was our first experimentation with drums, um, like using drums because Adam has a drum set, and so a lot of his things was like, let's use authentic drums for the sound. And I believe this is one of the first ones where it's like, no, let's try using this like eight bit kind of crunchy drum sound. Um, and so this is our experiment with that. Um, this is also the combination of I think like two of his old songs so like we we had we had like a song and they were like let's just put them together because both of these are very similar and let's like make it one um, and so the process of this is really cool and I think it's just it's a pretty cool just fun I don't know I can kind of see it like a save hut sound like you're saving your game or something like that so cutscene yeah cutscene too yeah yeah cutscene like where something where, to chill yeah. where it fade it like the camera at the end of the cutscene scrolls up to the stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Uh, this is one of my favorite tracks in the entire album. In fact, do not hold me to this, but unofficially, I might even be willing to say this is ap my absolute favorite song of the, of wow. the album. That's really cool. Walk walk us through that. What's that about? I love those those chords. You yeah. know the 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 notes. It's a it's not a typical major or minor chord. I don't. I my music theory is so deficient that I can't. Is like an augmented seventh or you know I don't yeah, know what yeah, it yeah. is, but it's one of you know something of that nature. And then it also sounds again like something that could be done on a Sega Genesis. It sounds like FM synthesis. Mm -hmm. You know. And then when the arpeggio comes in, that arpeggio. Now you there right there. Mm -hmm. You guys said that that's the algorith algorithmically generated. Yeah. You're yeah. pushing. You're not. You're not doing this. You're no. doing this. We can choose the tempo and like chords and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. like, well, how nine thousand did really good here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this song's pretty funny because it wasn't on the previous albums, but it was a song I was gonna make for a friend that's not. He's at Sicily right now. It, he was. It was gonna be like with vocals and everything, and the chords were. Um, I was listening to a song called. Fade to Black, and then another one called The Day That Never Comes, both from Metallica. Newsflash. Um, uh, this song is inspired by Metallica? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you wouldn't believe. Yeah. That, uh, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> the, the chords and the vibe, it was going to be for a friend, but I was kind of like, okay, this, this can be a pretty cool song. And then it was a song where it starts off pretty slow and nice, and then that, and then it just goes. It just goes, and you can't catch it. It's just gone. Uh, like clinging to the back bumper of a car that's speeding away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I would never have connected. <laughs> the chords this are the, not the not the vibe, but the <laughs> chords are from that for sure. Okay, well now I'm trying to picture a mellower James Hetfield singing over this. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's pretty good at doing that stuff, but you, you know, they got that Metallica yeah. in there, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one yeah. stuff in there. Yeah, so this is a this is a really cool one. I really like again, I like the sounds of this. I think the piano dun 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 I think it just meshes super well with the the chord structure. It's just it's a good bit. And, it, and then it's here and then it just goes. It, it would be a terrible song if it was two and a half minutes, you know what I mean? But it's a fifty five second song and it's like we're here and we're going. Sometimes interludes are great. I mean yeah. you know, there's so one thing about me, we didn't get to talk about this on, on your episode. But uh, one of the, you would ask like signs 
that I that tipped me off to possibly being autistic. And you know what one of my biggest traits is? I am such a sucker for repeat one. Like I'll hear a song and it'll create like this head blanket. Yeah. And and I'm not ready to let it go. Right. And so I just mash repeat one and we might stay there. I do that all the time. I, well, I might do that for hours yeah. or days. I had one on repeat one for a week. I'm with that with some Nickelback songs right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> no, to, to each their own. I don't. I don't have any love for Nickelback, but that doesn't mean I'm going to trash talk <laughs> someone else who does. You it's know right. what I mean? It's just right. what are you talking about? <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. I can think of. I can think of exactly one Nickelback song that I sort of, kind of like ish. <laughs> okay. Uh, Never again. Okay. That's that's. That's the highlight of Nickelback for me, okay. and it's like that was pretty faint praise. But right. I don't, I, I don't dislike that song <laughs> okay. per se. All right. um, but anyway, I'm not mad at it. yeah. So, but this repeat one prison thing can happen for any genre of music that I like, mm-hmm. right? But the genre that's most likely to have it happen is like spacey ambient stuff, because just those chords that ring in and out of mm-hmm. each other, and you know the different moods or the different parts of that will extend out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, but we were talking about really short songs and there's this interlude, but I, I could find it on my Spotify list. I'm not going to during the episode, but it's like 48 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And I've had that on repeat one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So. And I think the point of the song was also like, this is the part of that like five minute song that you want to repeat over and over again. Like this is, Instead of like going back and listening to the full thing, it's like this is the moment where you're just like, oh my gosh, over and over and over again. And it's so easy to do that when it's, you know, 50 seconds long. Mm, mm. And then I always have to listen to everything loud because, because, well, because I can hear it quietly, Mm -hmm. but I can't feel it quietly. Dude. You know, and so like even ambient spacey music, I listen to loud under the logic that listening to it quiet's like hearing a breeze out my window. Yeah. But listening to it loud is about being carried on that breeze. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm listening to two best friends talking about. Two two best friends? <laughs> I'm going to be deaf by 30. Yeah. That's how loud, the loud stuff I do. Girl, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this, like, like I said, this unofficially is my favorite track of the entire album. Okay. It's really cool. So, it's really cool. So, and, uh, I can be pretty sure I'm just about ready to get working on the best of 2023 for Channel One, mm-hmm. and I can almost guarantee you this will make that. That's awesome. That's the, that's probably the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. I can't life. wait for it. That's really cool. <laughs> well, okay, I'll say this real quick, and then we'll get on to the next one. But so the way I do it, it the final episode is going to be 50, like a perfect 50, mm-hmm. right? But there's no way I could like pick 50 on my first try. So yeah. I, on my first pass, I'll just grab everything that looks good, and then I'll do subsequent passes where I cut a number of tracks mm. each pass mm-hmm. to get to 50. Right. And on my first pass, my first pass, um, let's see if I can pull it up really quick here. I think I have the file pulled up. Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you which tracks they are unless you really want me to, but I will tell you that on my first pass, now keep in mind, these are not all going to make the final 50. Uh-huh. Okay. But on my first pass, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven tracks. From this album? From this album. Oh my god. That's insane. <laughs> wow. That's well, the What cool. are they? I, uh, do you, do you, do you want me to? Tell I you? want, oh yeah. Very quickly. Yes. Okay, all right. All right. They are 
uh, Blimp, Clear Sky, Sandcastle, Odyssey, Magma, Valor, Waiting, Clouds, Icicle, Orbit, Searching. That's Dang. super cool. Okay. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So, but the only one I can be positive is going to make the final episode is this one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> really that's fine. cool. That's really cool. That's awesome. That's that's the coolest thing. I don't even know what to say. Other than that's like the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so clouds. What do you say? Yeah, let's, let's do, it. do it. All right, let's get our heads in the clouds. Okay, and now that we have our heads in the clouds, let's talk about it. <laughs> um, I love this one. This one's, for me, heavily inspired by Minecraft creative mode music. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple tracks in there. I can't remember what they're called, like Moog City, um, mm -hmm. and a couple other ones that are really, like, it has this very, like, chill percussive element that's, like, this 8-bit percussive and then, like, really high, like, saw wave type noises. I really like the vibe of this one. It's like a disc that you find in a dungeon and you yeah. put it in the jukebox and you're like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The p I think the piano really pushes it mm -hmm. that way, for sure. M my experience with Minecraft is much more in survival mm -hmm. mode. Mm -hmm. Same, yeah, yeah. You know, like, amazingly, I can figure out how to survive in a world where things are trying to kill me, mm -hmm. but I can't figure out how to survive in a world where nothing is trying to kill me and I have Instant access to everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the option paralysis. <laughs> Probably have 10 hours in creative in the past 10 years. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the, the music is slightly more 
uh, entertaining and engaging. Like the the soundtracks are slightly different yeah, for I creative and and for the survival, and yeah. so they put a little bit more vibe into the creative soundtrack. So. The the creative is more fun. Yeah, yeah, like the sounds, yeah, and they're trying to again. It, the, you need to be able to hear the zombies when you're playing in normal mode, so they try to make it quieter and chiller. I was just gonna do. I was gonna. I was just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't do the little kind of choking sound. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that, there you go. There you go. The That's villager. good. Do the villager. Oh, oh. No. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Adam does the get the villager getting hit. So. <laughs> <laughs> really good oh my god right. but yeah the, you're right about the two soundtracks being different I mean I I think when I think creative I think or I'm sorry when I think survival I think Sweden yeah yes. and then when I think creative I think Dryden yes yeah yep. so and Dryden by the way has been featured on Nerd Noise Radio yeah and I think Moog City was also featured on no it was in the Hearts of Space wasn't it there no that was also Dryden was it also Dryden oh, okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so let's um, no, I was going to say, let's talk about that, but let's not talk about it because my listeners have already heard that story. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you guys the story uh-huh. in a break. Okay. In a break, I'll tell you guys the story. Um, but, okay, so, yeah, no, this definitely, I can definitely get the uh, creative mode Minecraft vibe mm-hmm. out of this. What was the story behind the, the no pun intended, cloud break? Okay, pun intended, totally. Pun intended. <laughs> the cloud break, the break and then coming back to something else. I think this one just reminds me of Clear Sky where it's just... I can be laying down, and I, I I think of summer, just like laying down in like a hammock, just chilling with this song, um, and also a little bit of valor with the break in the action with the piano, and then it comes back in later. Um, but yeah, this one, from a technical standpoint, was trying to be different from Pixels because it was made at the same time. Because mm-hmm. um, the song would end here, and then the piano would go on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think. I think for this one too, with the name Clouds, the song is a super. Um, you're like the ship is soaring through the air, and I, we were thinking of names like atmosphere or like ways to describe that this is flying through like breathable oxygen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and then clouds, and so that is kind of like the cl- cloud breakthrough when you're like soaring above the clouds. Okay, yeah. all right, that that's really nice. That actually, I can see that. You know, are we talking like an airship? Yeah, I mean, the album cover has, like, this cute little spaceship on it, and that's, like, a shuttle, but we'd like to imagine that it's, like, a, I don't know, like like a Pikmin, Olimar-type, like, ship kind of, like, floating through the air. Like okay, that. so that's so now who's responsible for the album art? That was... That's, our, that's both of us. We uh, were looking up stuff on, like, just trying to find pieces, and, like, w- we look at the, the art, and it's like, okay... Does this remind us of like the? I think we had time and place, the name before the album cover. So it's like, what screams time and place? Well, you have, I think it's either a crater or it's the moon, and then it's Earth with a spaceship. Yeah. And to me, orbit was the spaceship. Like the, yeah, I think that was for the spaceship for mm-hmm. me. Okay. But there's a lot of space songs in here that can be con- combined into one big song. But um, yeah, orbit's that for me for sure. But it, I think, yeah, the spaceship was a separate image, and then the Earth and crater, whatever, is, is one. So it's kind of overlapped, and then, you know, just the text and stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, but, I mean, like, who drew it? Oh, it we, was it was just, like, online Google free use. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Free use images. Okay. That'd be really cool, though. <laughs> yeah. Not with AI-generated stuff, you could probably... Well, I was just... I, I have... I'm throwing all my caution to the wind about worrying about AI uh-huh. destroying society, but uh, 
I really love AI art. Uh-huh. Yes. You know, you can just make your any your wildest imagination happen. It's yeah. Really, it's really nice for people who have like a creative creative field too. And yeah, we don't have any really anywhere I think to make like album covers. You know what I mean? And drawing I don't think would do justice for I think you know, we're way better at making songs than drawing art. You know what I mean? Would it be that horse meme that starts off really complicated? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. But that all the way through. Uh, but, I mean, Scarecrow, our newest single, was AI-generated. Okay. It, I think it fits 100% yeah. for what we're doing. Okay. So. Now, uh, we're coming up on one of your tracks, Elijah. Yeah, this is one of my, <laughs> one of my babies. And... <laughs> Since then, I th- shockingly, maybe I'll feel differently, but Adam and I have denoted this as the <laughs> worst song on the album. Wait, which one? Which one Icicle. <laughs> Icicle's oh, next. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we'll I, have cer- I have certain love for this song, but I think we'll talk about it when we listen. <laughs> Is it kind of an ironic love? Uh, yeah, I, I I love certain parts of this song, but I feel like I'm gaslighting myself into, <laughs> into thinking that certain parts are out of time. When they're not, or they are, and things like that. So okay. Just small things. We'll, we'll get into it. For sure. Well, so we will let the listeners decide how cool this track yeah, is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Get ready for icicle.
Okay, and that's icicles. So in, during the break we were talking, um, Elijah feels like something is not quite right about this song, but I am trying to assure him <laughs> that nothing sounds out of place to anyone who didn't write the piece. Yeah, yeah, I think, okay, so there. I, I think there are so many good things about this song and then just some things that maybe from like the creating perspective that we have, like one of the things is this was an original one from like one of his earlier albums um, and we could just, we tried to revamp it to make like a remastered version and we could just not for the love of us figure out what sounds we used, how to rec replicate the sound. So it was one of those that was just lost in time. Like we just had to keep the older version of it and all we could do is add on to it. So like a lot of the sounds are like kind of old. Uh, and so if there were any mistakes, we just really could not do a ton to fix it. All we could do is add on to it. Um, and, and this beginning part is, you know, it's like the, from the other take where we couldn't find out how to redo it, but it's objectively out of time. And I think we were talking about like a week ago, like it doesn't sound like it. And we kind of battle through this during the making of songs anyway, which is sounding out of time and objectively being a little out of time are two different things, you know? Yes, but have you heard all the, the reports about how jazz music is deliberately out of time and that's mm -hmm. what gives it that sense of swing? They're, they did compare, they did studies, on, like professional studies on this where <clears throat> they would take a piece and then with the computer, they'd have it like a fraction of a millisecond too late or too mm -hmm. early versus one that was perfect timing through a computer. And without fail... They always preferred the one where this timing was just not quite perfect. I think it's 100% that like that's fine. Um, I have a big issue with it because I'm I'm looking at the computer. I'm looking at the lines and seeing that off of it. I'm like, no, that it's can't. the it's the drummer. And I, I can't do that. It's like <laughs> it's like turning up the volume and it's on 13. It's like it's got to go to like 10. It's got to go to 12. <laughs> or 15 or, or it's just it can't be 13. Um, but it yeah it it was kind of like okay. Um, and we're not, I don't, I'm going to speak for me, but I think you're not a fan of jazz either. I'm not a fan of jazz. Yeah, me, yeah. Oh, we're not a fan okay, of we're jazz. done here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. The, I love the instrument palette. I, like I said, I was a trumpet player, a French horn player. I love brass. I love saxophone. You know, I, like, I just think there's a level of um, complexity to where you start to sacrifice sound, and jazz doesn't do that all the time, but it excuses it when it happens. And I, and I, well, so... There's, I do tend to be, I mean, I'm a huge jazz, jazzy, jazz, jazzish fan, <laughs> but I do agree that some of the stuff that's like ultra mega King Kong technical yeah. becomes less accessible and enjoyable. Yeah. You know, like, like I think about, now this is, these guys would be considered fusion, which marries jazz and rock, but early Mahavishnu Orchestra from like 1970 mm -hmm. is so technocrat that it can be, it's really off-putting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, they'll stop, they'll they'll go crazy, and then they'll stop and play something pretty, and you're like, oh, God, stay here. You know what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, my, my dad's less of a jazz fan than I am, and, and he said this intended as a criticism of jazz, and I embraced it as a compliment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, every lunatic under the sun with a horn in their mouth playing whatever the hell they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, just like I, look, I I was in jazz band. And it was fun, but and like you know, one of my favorite songs from there was like "Big Noise of Winnetka" or whatever it's it's called, and it's like more of a simpler jazz, which is which is what I'm into. But like when it gets to like the very crazy, I'm like, this is just noise, it, it, which you know, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you can like whatever you like, but yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nickelback is better. Uh, well, okay. So I, I'll say this, then we can move on. But I remember, so I grew up in cla- my parents' music, you know, and then I, when I was a teen, preteen, this is the 90s. You guys didn't exist yet, you know, yeah. but uh, <clears throat> I was into the pop of the day. And then I got in my the summer before high school, I ended up running in with some older kids and they got me into heavy metal and grunge and all that stuff, right? And I I was I really was into it at the time, but it's like when I heard jazz after that I mean I I had heard jazz in the background, but you know, and like mm-hmm. I really l- heard jazz, it was almost a religious experience. I'm like, this is the thing that's been missing from my life this mm-hmm. whole time. You yeah. know what I mean? So I yeah, yeah. I if I ever find that song I heard, I, I can't replicate it vocally. I have no I have no way of sharing it with anyone. Mm-hmm. But if I hear it, I'll recognize it. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably drive into a tree if I'm in a car because I'm just like, <laughs> you know, trying to shazam it in yeah. a hurry. So <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah. <clears throat> the repeat one cycle begins. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh I don't well, okay. Like real quote quote unquote real jazz with all the moving pieces. I don't right. tend to repeat one that all that often. Okay. You know, I can't. It can happen, but it's more the the head blanket. It's more the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know that I just don't want to leave. Yeah. You know. So I get that. Yeah. I just want to stay in its orbit. Dang. Nice. Nice. What's the next song? Orbit. <laughs> 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 so. Our next track, ladies and or gentlemen, and all points in between, is Orbit. Enjoy.
Okay, and that's orbit. All right, guys, what's what's the what's the tale here? This one was a big one. Um, I this one was also around blimp time, around, around, like maybe a month before the release of the album. Um, S- Space Cruise is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, no, faster than light is the game, game, but the song's called Space Cruise, yeah. I believe, and it's very. The beginning and the drums remind me of that, and that was a repeat one thing where I was like, okay. I'm just gonna listen to this, get some stuff, because I really loved that song. I want to make a song like it, and I think I achieved that with Orbit for sure. And also balancing, not copying the song, measure by measure was a big thing. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, if you listen to the song, you're like, yeah, that's not this at all. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is good, I think. I, I don't want to make another or make Space Cruise too. You know what I mean? But yeah. Well, this is another example of the arpeggio. Yeah, you that's know, what I was saying. That's why he loved it. I used it. I was like, you're going to like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and this also has, if you notice, uh, at the end of this part, one of those soaring, like, high notes, which oh. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of those things that just, like, a high note that just rings out while other things happen. Um, I feel like there's a lot of songs, like, where so much of the stuff, this note right here, like, it's so cool. The entire thing was you, too. Yeah. That offbeat stuff was... Oh yeah, I for, yeah, I for, yeah. I for, I'm forgetting how this stuff was made. But, <laughs> so there are a lot of songs where the theme is kind of like soar, you know, like flying. So like I feel like um, Odyssey, Pixels, Clouds, uh, and then Orbit all have like this soar theme to it of that high note. And I think this does a great job of that, too. Mm-hmm. which I think is where the album cover really came from because it was you know looking uh, looking down at everything and. You know, the album cover, you're literally looking down at everything, like the earth in general. So, this makes me think of a later episode in Tetris Effect. Okay. You know, um, well, I'm, I'm mixing and blending two levels in my head. I'm blending the one where all the hot air balloons are going up into the sky. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah. And then I'm also blending the one where you end up flying over that space station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you trying know. to visualize it in my head. I've only seen videos of Tetris Effect played under like a TikTok or something. I've never mm. actually like, played the game, so <laughs> but I have seen I have seen like what you're talking about though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a cool it's a cool like it's a cool that just anything that can mimic that space effect is really cool. Of just like seeing it fly over is cool. And just a side note, um you don't look at stats but I do. Uh <laughs> and this song is like at the bottom four and I'm I'm offended by it. So, so. Uh, all the listeners out there you need to just listen to Orbit <laughs> on repeat one. Yeah. <laughs> Orbit has not made it to the stratosphere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Orbit's should, still getting fuel. <laughs> Orbit should not be neighbors uh, to Icicle. I swear <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think it's more around like magma. Well, I think it's a really fun track. It, it, it has that arpeggio that we all love. It, it gives me that Tetris effect vibe. Uh, I like the big hit and then the pause and then the next big hit mm-hmm. and the pause. Um, yeah, this is a fun one. And it goes back to the intro. We don't yet, we don't ever do that. Like it starts, goes with a thing. Oh, awesome. And then like maybe the first four, like two measures or whatever is the, you know, like what clouds and pixels do. But this one, it's, it's done. It restarts and then it goes to a place we haven't been before. And like another big moment like this right here. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's that bigness that... I think that big, what just happened is probably the most, the part that makes me think the most of Tetris Effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big moment. It's like you're winning. You know? Yeah. You start, you're starting to get that higher score. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And then <laughs> I eventually remembered where the next song is going, but you can. Well, I know where the next song is going. <laughs> yep. I don't remember it. <laughs> Let's go. All right. All right, everybody. Get your, uh, get your party favors. It's time for Party Hat. Elijah Moore all over it. <laughs> trying to think of what I'm gonna eat. <laughs> you got that one note that sounds like the low. The low part sounds like a fretless bass. Yeah, I'm. What sound do we? Use? It is a bass sound. Or the there's a lot of wood, oh. wood string, uh, wood instruments in this one. Yeah, I think the high one is an oboe. Yeah, the high one's an oboe. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like Some a bass sound. fretless bass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're definitely not playing with a bass, though. No, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely me on a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get one of our buddies, though, who plays bass, to like add some bass to. We, I'm, I'm doing a song right now that is um, a piano piece, and we're trying to bring a microphone to a grand piano like playing it mm -hmm. um, and so that one's really exciting and that one we'd probably add bass too oh we still oh and so, oh i just i wanted it to end my bad yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's so funny it's so funny i love this song so much it's so funny <sighs> It is fun. Yes. <laughs> here it is right here. Next. Four measures. <laughs> I'm a go. I'm a leave. Oh my gosh. It's probably the least serious piece of the entire album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like just a party. Like it, it really is just 
Hoopa Beach. It's it's a party hat, you know. <laughs> it is fun though. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a it's a it you can't it's hard not to smile. Yeah. yeah. It, Especially after orbit and you just hear like the it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> screeches out for sure right at the beginning. This is one of my brother's favorite ones too. So shout out to him if he's listening. If we haven't chased him off by now. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we are getting close to the end. We've only got four tracks left. Mm-hmm. So we ready to move on to the next one? I, this yeah. one has a story. I, I, well, I will say there's a little bit more. For, you go ahead because your perspective I think is funnier than mine. Well, <laughs> Is it a story that we should tell before or after the listen? For for Party Hat? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about a story for the next track. No, no, no. The okay. story for okay. this okay. one. Okay. Okay. Uh, so he was staying at my place, and I had to go and uh, work with my dad for a few hours. And I come back. I'm, like, charred. I'm, like, sunburnt. And he's, like, yo, I got I got something to show you. And first of all, I see him at, see him at the desk, and I'm, like, there's no way he made a song by himself. Like a, like a, like a good boy, dude. Uh, and... It was a banger off the. I road. pretty much made this whole song by scratch, like production. Like it was <laughs> all him. There was I didn't do anything. <laughs> so this is one hundred percent. This is a, probably a hundred percent me. In yeah, post, yeah. we added like a bass sound, like a, a tuba sound at the end of this one that like kind of makes it bigger. But and left and right stuff. Yeah, and some like left and right layering, and and maybe a maybe he hit like a drum track for that <laughs> bongo sound. But like other than that, like it really is just. Which is why I'm so proud of it because it's like at that time. <laughs> Pro, Pro Tools is very intimidating, and at that time he didn't have almost any experience on it, and I was just getting used to it. So coming home to a, a new song and a new banger like this one uh, was very cool, and it's a sequel to Sandcastle in 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 my brain. But yeah, yeah, it's so awesome. So this was all done in Pro Tools then. Yes. Yeah. All Pro, yeah, Pro Tools. Done. Yeah. Pro Tools is the music app that we use to record our stuff in. Am I getting confused? Uh, no, I think I'm getting confused. I was thinking of the non-free premium version of GarageBand and Mac, but I think that's Logic Pro. The, the, I think I think Yes. Right. I think okay, right. so Pro Tools is, plat- I mean, Windows and Mac. Yeah, it, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a cheap... It, sure, cheap. yeah. <laughs> um, music software. Yeah. Well, you know, the programs I use here on Linux are free. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> 30 bucks a month. <laughs> 30 bucks years. a month? Yeah, next song. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Well, that's... Uh, ah, dang it. I was going to try to make a joke between that and the name of the next track. Uh, the next track is called Below. Let's go ahead and... Uh, well, here, did you... It sounded like you had something. No, no. I said it's inappropriate, so no. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Let's lower our standards below the bar. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Let's, let's check it out. Thank you. 
Okay, this is below. So it sounds like one of you are going to have a lot more to say about this track. Than <laughs> Go ahead, Elijah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this one, I, it reminds me of just like like Binding of Isaac a little bit, kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a definitely a different feel than all the others, which I'm really proud of for sure. Just kind of giving it more depth. Um, but this one I had to fight for a little bit, but I lost. Um, <laughs> it was more like, you know, I like simplicity and I like, you know, I'm a big Metallica fan. So there's like eight, nine minute songs and they're stretched out. But he's more like every measure should be different. Where in the Scarecrow was a big thing with that. Yeah. But it was like, we don't need to hear this main riff for four measures straight. We can cut it to two or cut it to one and then add something. You know what I mean? So this song was probably almost double the length because I loved hearing that that middle section there. Um, but I, it was definitely the right choice, I think, just because it, it was almost like a waiting situation where it was like, we're here, we're doing what we're supposed to do, and we're out. We're not going to overstay our welcome. Um, and that ending part was kind of like what I believe it's Wrath where the guitar stuff would kind of like almost like a whammy bar would go and kind of echo there so that was that's kind of where I got that from but also just kind of like a creepy thing yeah this song is weird because I think it's supposed to it's supposed to be like an evil moment and I think it was almost comedy to put this after Sandcast or Party Hat <laughs> I think I think we just like we we could have done all of our like kind of evil songs in a row but it was almost funnier to have like the happiest song and then like this like really weird uncomfortable yeah. underworld song um yeah and so yeah this one was this one was fun and I think this one was in desperate need of something as well like that melody line that guitar solo that happens at the end was like completely manufactured after the fact yeah it, it wasn't so. there and it, it was just that then and it was yeah. what was before but a little faster and repeated four times and he was yes. like no. <laughs> I, sound, I sound like such a stickler <laughs> well no i don't want to make you sound bad but we were talking about when you were in uh, on on the break but it was it was um we are very similar but we're also very different and i think if we were the same person and like if we agreed all the time the songs wouldn't be what they are because a lot of the songs are like, here, I got this. And you're like, this can be more. You can add this. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I, you Do know, and then we work on it more. And it's and the best it's idea better. you've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've said it so many times this episode that uh, I think the compositional relationship you guys have is really pretty special. And you guys should lean into it some more. You yeah. Know? In terms of, In terms of if I were composing, I think I resonate more with you. But I think I would need someone like him, for sure. You know, yeah. To to make because um, with Monty Python, you know, the, the they would write in teams, right? Mm-hmm. And um, after Graham Chapman died, John Cleese was talk, was being interviewed about how, their writing style, mm-hmm. and he said, um, speaking of himself, he said, "I was always the machine. I was the one who could, you know, make get from point A to point B." Uh, Graham could never, ever be mm-hmm. the machine. Yeah. Right. But Graham was the guy who would throw little bits of brilliance into the machine, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and so that's, I think that's, I think that's a really great dynamic and it's not the same as you have, but I hear, I, I sense a little bit of that. Like I, I kind of feel like you might be the Graham and you might be the, the Cleese yeah, in that arrangement. Yeah. I'd probably guess so. Yeah. Well, that's why I say it's a solid 50, 50 because I know what the album sounds like without him there. 
<laughs> and it sounds like the first four EPs, and I don't like the first four EPs. Okay. So, and that's why they're not anywhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> that and we had to change music distributors, but... Because <laughs> we are overpaying oh so much. <laughs> yeah, we were getting scammed. I had it on Spotify, and then I couldn't find it again. The, um, what things? Uh, Time and place. Oh, I, no, oh. it's still here, but the first four EPs were, it was on a uh, tune core, and then we switched to DistroKid, and then... Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a, a time and a place journey. for that, <laughs> that, was good. that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love this dude. I'm just saying, I don't want him to yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love this dude. <laughs> yeah, you guys You guys have a lot of great things you could do ahead of you, so... Thank you. Know, Thank you. Don't break up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll try. Break the band up. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, so... So we're very close to the end. Uh, let's. Is there anything you guys want to say about below before we? And we're good. I think the banger speaks for itself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, our next song is the second song to feature dot dot dot. Yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is searching dot dot dot. So let's let's give it a listen.
Okay, and that's searching. And you know, this one is also this is yet another one that gives me Tetris effect vibes. Yeah. It, uh, we just made a Tetris effect soundtrack really. I mean. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just great, waiting for this to come. Great up. value Tetris yeah. effect. <laughs> yeah, diet Tetris yeah. effect. Yeah. Uh God, this one is this one brings me back to um I, I so I lived with my parents while making the record and like the first four EPs and then we moved out and finished the record. Uh, in my new apartment and um, this brings me back to my old room in the basement um, this one is really close to Sandcastle date wise like it's made around the same time and it's the first song that we kept at that time or made that had the arpeggiated thing because it goes and then the literal entire second section is just the arpeggiated thing and, and you were like so yes it's, it's one of my favorite pieces of one of my favorite moments in the whole album is is when this comes up into this like almost angelic like beautiful and then you just hear that thing like that like da, 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 da. right here mm-hmm. yeah it's like i i just really like that which I, I love it too and it's also like that means we have to use it less is because and it sucks yes. yeah well yeah uh <laughs> we're making a song right now that has that as well mm-hmm. but it's a little different yeah it's sprinkled in there. It's not an entire section like this. And I think this is the only song to date that we've used choir because we have choir songs are so bad. They're the so keyboard. bad on the keyboard. <laughs> it's like the, like the strings in choir are very hard to do. And even with like lowering low and mid and high frequency on the choir, it just doesn't work. It, but we've tried a, a while ago getting sounds on a flash drive and plugging them in and adding sounds to the keyboard, but I don't, we couldn't figure it out. It was either that or we had to pay like 50 yeah, bucks for yeah. a pack and we're like, we're not doing that. Um, this, no, I think the choir works here. I mean, you're not going to convince anyone it's a real choir. Yeah. But I, don't think <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the point. It's me. It's Elijah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how we made it sound this good, though, because it usually, maybe it's because it's more like quieter in the background, but we tried using I it. think it's the exact frequency, like. You hit like the two notes that work. And, like, I don't know, man. It's... <laughs> that big bell is really cool at the end. That was an after. Yeah, that was definitely something we added during the end process of this album. Was as I said earlier, looking through every song, adding new things, mm-hmm. and making sure when we're releasing this, we're not going to be like after a month, like oh my god, we could have added that or whatever, or at least regretted it. Right now, there's stuff that I'll be like, we could have added that, we like here and there, but. I don't have any regrets with this album as I did with the first four EPs. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I think the n- net total of this track is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So now we've only got two tracks left and, and we need a track to take us out. So what we're, we're after the next track is credits. We're going to hear credits. And then after credits, we're going to talk about both credits and outro and then say our goodbyes, you know, do all the, here's how you can find us. And then, after we say goodbye, it'll be outro. And you, we, I mean, unless we, I put together some blooper reel, which I may or may not. <laughs> um, that'll just be it. Awesome. Sounds good to me. So we are coming up on the last talky portion of the episode. You guys ready to move on to credits? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So let's let's do it.
and this is credits. Some people have called this the the uh, centerpiece of the album. Yeah, I, this, <laughs> the last is, song. this is the best song <laughs> of the album. Um, and I, I'll die on that hill. I think this song is so cool because the whole point of this song is that it incorporates aspects of every song mm-hmm. in it. So in this part, you have the steel drums that go like just that little bump, bump, bump. That's from uh, Sandcastle. Yeah. Um, yeah, this right this steel drums thing. Mm-hmm. The higher bit are, is from like Pixels and Orbit. Um, there's that like thunder strike that hits and it's raining and that's from Puddle. Um, and then you have that like sick drum thing, which is from Wrath and Magma. Um, the guitar is from Wrath, I believe, as well. Yep. And then uh, you have... There's like I, I think maybe a bell part in here at the second half that's for like Balor and um, mm-hmm. uh, Party Hat uh, and the just Marimba, yeah, Marimba, yeah. yep. And so there's just every there's so many aspects of this song, and then uh, there's like the hits from Icicle that happen when it comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of these sounds that go left and right that's supposed to mimic some of the other songs. So it just it's supposed to incorporate every song, um, and it's the longest one, and I don't think it ever really gets repetitive. It's always changing. This drum fill is. <laughs> one of the most fire things I've ever heard. <laughs> Just <laughs> so, what's up with the guitar? So the the point the point of the song is to retake you through the journey of all the song mm. of all the parts. Yeah, no, I get the connection to uh, to wrath. Yes, yes. Okay. It is synthesized because when uh, when I heard it at a glance, I thought, "Did they actually bring in a guitar?" Oh my no, gosh, that'd be, that'd be so sick! Cool. This part, you know, being a metal fan, I was like, "My God, this is awesome!" Like having the D drop D guitar yeah. and the real drums and and the drum fills was so cool. Um, this song made Valor look easy, uh, <laughs> and since it, it incorporated everything from every song, it was the last song. Except for outro. Outro was recorded afterwards, but mm. um, credits was the second to last one, as it is on the album. Um, and yeah, it's. I think objectively, it's it's the best because it's so. There's so much happening in it. It changes like four or five times, and um, I think it's just a really cool way to end the album. And it, I think it's the f- only one where. It, Instead of fading in with like a sound like Puddle or Sandcastle, it fades in with the main thing going on. Yeah. So I think that was very cool. The phases are really cool, so it just makes it like an interesting listen because it's constantly changing what's going on. Um, this one feels more like a song than a soundtrack. Like the other ones seem like they'd play during the level, but this one to me seems like a song. Like I couldn't see this at playing in a video game. Well, I don't, maybe, maybe, uh, certainly during. The credits. The credits, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, one thing Hugh is a real big fan of are tracks that encapsulate an entire soundtrack in mm-hmm. a track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's done that at least twice on the show before, at least, maybe more than that. And so this would... But these don't really quote the tracks, they just invoke the tracks, which right. is why I think that I missed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When yeah. you say when you guys say that, I hear it. I'm like, oh, that's, that's actually really clever. Um, so I guess the question is, how transparent did you want it to be? Because if it, you you you've accomplished it by doing it, and the fact that it's not as transparent uh, adds a real mystique to it. Mm-hmm. If that's that was actually incredibly tiring, cool. by the way. Cool. Uh, but <laughs> but um, if that's what you were going for, it's mission accomplished. But if you were going for something that was that everyone would pick up, that's what was happening. I think maybe it was not mission accomplished. Yeah. I think it was trying. It was being subtle, but also kind of like 
with like the lightning strike, it was like, hey, like we've heard that before, and mm-hmm. like the rain and all that. Um, yeah, yeah, I the, think it was trying to be subtle, but also kind of like nudging, like, hey, this is so yeah. Awesome. I think the song is mostly supposed to be a celebration. Like it's supposed to be. It yes. seems kind of like a party, like a big. Like it seems like this is the credits, like the charades, like the pop is happening, you know, mm-hmm. and like you mm-hmm. see the mm-hmm. um, what's what is it called, the confetti, confetti. falling down, you know. Um, but it's also supposed to feel familiar. Like, haven't I heard this sound before? Yeah, okay. you know, and it's, so you're supposed to ask these questions, but I don't think you're supposed to know that these are all. So I think I don't think I wouldn't expect anybody to hear this and be like, "That's the thing from you know." I wouldn't expect yeah. anybody to do that, but I would expect somebody to be like, "Did you guys do this before?" You know, that I would expect questions like that, which mm-hmm. would be like, "I we did," and that's why you know it, it is the way it is. So and credits couldn't be couldn't have been made like a couple years ago. Like, obviously, it could have been a song, but it's like. Obviously, it couldn't have been because of all the little parts of the other 16 tracks, but it's also like the complexity of it and it running for four minutes, four and a half maybe, mm-hmm. is crazy. And when we were done with it, or like probably in the third section of the rain part, we were like, we're nearing three minutes and we're doing a whole nother section after this. And it's like, I think it's very awesome that we have a song that's four and a half minutes long. And it's like... Well, and now that I know what's happening behind the scenes, it actually gives me a newfound admiration of the track. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a subtle, like it, it's got a story behind it, and it's kind of like, I think that's why I like it so much, and maybe other people who, who aren't in love with it like I am, but I, of course, I made it, you know, so I understand how mm. the process was, so I totally get the difference in, like, opinion on how this song means, but that's why I was so confident about this is my favorite one on the track because I do really feel that it is. Mm-hmm. And y- yeah, I I do understand the thing about like you made this. So either you are the most critical person on the planet or the most in love, enamored yeah, person on yeah. the planet. <laughs> yeah. Because in my very, I've done way less work than you have and way less complicated work than you have. Uh, but uh, I, I have some recordings of myself on guitar, original material, you mm-hmm. know, and uh Depending upon the context, I think, oh my god, this is garbage, or like, oh my god, this is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you the story real quick. There was um, at, at the office, there was a guy who he's now able to make music full time. Dang. Okay? He's able to make music full time, but at the time, he had to work an office job and make music, right? Well, but he's collabor- He's performed all over the country. He's performed in London, I think. Jeez. Um, and he is working. I I don't know. If I'm at liberty to say the name of the band, uh, um, but uh, but um, <clears throat> it's one of the biggest five names in metal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I know, yeah. And he's collaborated yep. with them. Yeah yeah. Um, so he's that big. Yeah. Right. He's done albums where he's played every single instrument. You know, mm-hmm. I think yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, really, really big deal, guy. Anyway, we were talking at the office, and I said, "Hey, I, I play gu- a little guitar, but you have to know I really suck, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but I also try to make sounds. I try to make unique sounds, right? You know, like, um, I like ambience. I like sustain. I like dissonance. I like things that ring out. Yeah, you know what I mean." Like it's, I'm less playing the guitar and more using the guitar to play the effects pedal, kind of, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That kind of situation. I said, "Can I send you some tracks?" And he uh, he said, "Sure, you can send them." <clears throat> and when he replied to me, first he replied to me uh, over email, and it was I don't remember the verbatim, but it was something very much to the effect of, "Okay, 
yeah, you technically suck, but you have a sound unlike any sound I've ever heard before, and that mm-hmm. makes you 20 times more interesting to me than the cookie-cutter guys that are technically 20 times better than you are. Mm-hmm. And I was so blown away by that. I actually ran upstairs to his desk and tried to continue, you know, to continue the conversation. Yeah. And, and he said, look, here's the thing. What you don't have, you can get. But what you do have, if someone doesn't have it, they'll never have it. Dang. So I have never felt so complimented and affirmed and validated and uplifted by anything that starts with, yeah, you suck <laughs> yeah, in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think something that where you can achieve that is having another person in the party is like yeah. pushing you to that point where it's like maybe you're too comfortable. You know what I mean? Like maybe you're like, you know, I like the sound a lot. And the other person's like, there's a lot more there that you're not even grasping. And I think that's very important. I need to find someone like mm-hmm. that for me. You know, I need to find my Elijah. Seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. Well, because I've tried to work with people before and it's ended in disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I'm so different than everyone musically, not just musically, but, in, you know, personally, you mm-hmm. know, I'm so that when we've tried that before, we've really kind of bounced off and burned, you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know. After the re- after we're done recording, I can, I can mm-hmm. share a quick example, but, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> but, um, Okay, so we're almost done. We've got one track left. And so that we have a piece of music to take us out, we're going to talk about it before we hear it. Right. Um, let's do this. Let's all talk about what other works we do, how we can find, you know, how you can be found. And then we'll talk briefly about the last track and then we'll say goodbye. And then the listeners will, you know, we'll ride out to the sunset with a pan flute or <laughs> a bottle, a bunch a of bottle. bottles. Bottle. Yeah. <laughs> bottle flute. You can do that. Huh? You can go first. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you can find the album on Spotify and uh, YouTube. I think Snapchat as well, which is hilarious. Really funny. Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Adam Michael Seventeen. Um, YouTube, Adam Fraser. I do drum covers, and I release the music also on the YouTube channel. Um, I believe that's it. Yeah, uh, and you can catch me most updatedly at Spotlight ISU, which is the show that I just had uh, John on, which is great. Um, and I've heard then, of that show before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it's a podcast where I interview people, really interesting stuff. Um, and then I also have, I just made a Spotify account, and we're still working on getting that worked, but um, that'll be for music and stuff, but I don't really have anything on there quite yet. Um, and then I have my own YouTube channel where I do skits and comedy. Um, I'm reallocating and reorganizing that but that's the Moore brothers um which leading right into this next track actually uh the outro is the outro for that youtube channel hmm. so anytime i have a video what plays at the end of it is that song okay um and so that song actually has a lot of sentimental value and it's really surreal that that song is on spotify so the story the story behind that song and it's actually um quite sad but really just really incredible that i'm able to do this now but um, that YouTube channel is a skit YouTube channel and a lot of the skits end with like a swift cutoff and then it comes to that fun happy music um, and so that song was created by me and my twin brother who we wrote that song together um, and so I, I literally played it I played the left part the bass part and then he played the top part on the top really cool it was really cool um, but he actually passed away four years ago mm. um, and so that song though has lived in infamy and like every all my friends know that song and all that stuff and so i finally got to put it somewhere on spotify and like make it this official thing um and so it's really cool that it gets to end 
that album and it's even cooler that it gets to end this podcast episode so well and i'm very i'm very first of all i'm very sorry to hear about your brother i didn't know about that uh and then also i'm very glad that we get to go out with a tribute to him yeah mm-hmm. and that's what, it's really surreal and it's really cool that we get to do that but the song is adorable and uh it's just really cute so i agree i agree it's uh it's got this it's 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 sweet yeah you know i i I don't mean sweet isn't like sweet, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like, give me a hug, sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. and it does sound like a pamphlet, but I guess it is just a bottle setting up. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so imagine a choir of people blowing into Coke bottles. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so bef- before we came back on to talk about credits, we'd listen to outro real quick so I could be refreshed on it. Uh-huh. And uh, I just thought it was a really, really cute piece, a really great way to, and the album, great way to end the episode. But now that I know that there's so much to it, so much behind it, I think it's going to be a really fantastic way to to take things out. And I think I think it fits super well. Just, I don't think we necessarily knew that at the time, but we talked about it during the process of putting it on there, and it, it fit immediately. It does. It does. Well, um, I'll, real quick, I'll talk about, I mean, most of the people listening to this are already people who listen to me, so they know this, but... Nerd Noise Radio can be found wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, we do still exist on Spotify, but as I said, we're deprioritizing that. So if you're new to the show, that's not the way to follow us, probably. <laughs> um, you know, Google Podcasts until further notice or whatever your podcatcher is. Uh, starting soon, I'll be, I don't know exactly when or how much, but I will be starting um, an ADHD or neurodivergence vlog called ADHD, O D D I E space H D. <clears throat> and that there are, ADHD accounts pretty much everywhere, YouTube, TikTok, which I've never used, but I have a TikTok account for ADHD. I'm too I'm not old enough for life alert, but too old for TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um <clears throat> there are Nerd Noise Radio accounts on Facebook and and Mastodon and X. And then there is a YouTube for Nerd Noise Radio, but I haven't done anything with it in years. There's a hope to bring it back some way, somehow, someday, but I, I don't know. But it's still at least there. You can still find old episodes or tracks I uploaded before we started the podcast. And then uh, on social media, I'm available on just about every platform, either correctly or incorrectly spelled, in order to get past naming nanny bots, as some variant of St. John from Des Moines. So you can find me any of those ways. And uh, guys, I just want to thank you again for doing this. Uh, first of all, this is a great album you guys put together. And now that I, I, I enjoyed it before I had the insight and now I enjoy it all that much more. And I really do hope that this is not the last album you two do. I and can assure you it's not even close, <laughs> not even close. I want to kind of like look back in 10 years when you're like sixth album comes out or something you know, <laughs> no. and you guys are start just starting to go gray and, and <laughs> i remember those days you know or i'm i i'm start i, I still sort of remember those days because i might be starting to forget everything at that point you know <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know but uh but yeah no really i think the sky's the limit for you guys and i think this was a really rewarding experience not just recording this episode but recording your episode and doing it back to back it was so wild you know with your episode <laughs> i was in the guest seat and now you guys are in the guest seat right and it's just so weird to have to be in two different modes within the span of a few hours yeah you know so this was an incredibly rewarding experience and hopefully we'll get to do something like this again but let's get out of here with outro and since this track has so much connection to you elijah i want you to do the honor of taking us out 
Yeah, and I, I do want to say, um, I, I forgot to mention, on Spotify, if you go to the credits section, my brother's name is actually in the written by section, which is really cool, and I didn't think I'd get to do that. But um, Beautiful. This was an amazing experience. This is really cool. Make sure to check out more of the stuff, but uh, enjoy, enjoy outro. It's not even offering uh, Bluetooth as an option. <laughs> okay. The universe does not want this to happen. I'm I'm arguably the unluckiest person when it comes to technology, so yeah. this doesn't shock me even like a little bit. Okay, I did mirror display, so at least now everything should be there. But now, all right, here. Okay, now I can hear. Yep. Now we're back. Yep. Okay, all right. Okay, but I did mirror so that I'm not going to have like a separate space somewhere else. Okay. Hopefully, yeah, the mirror dimension. <laughs> well, because what happened is I started losing things off the screen because they went to this imaginary uh -huh. other yeah. screen. <laughs> yeah. you know? I wonder whose laptop monitor was getting <laughs> invaded by you. Someone over at, uh, someone in like <laughs> yeah. three buildings over yeah. is like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah. This song's so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So no need to start the recording over uh, because I can just cut, you know, cut this. Up to the point. Either cut this craziness out or we'll save it for like a blooper reel or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So uh, it's still recording? Yep. Okay. Okay. You are tuned to Nerd Noise Radio Channel F. Today's broadcast is a focus on an, a chip album composed by Adam Fraser and Elijah Moore called Time and Place. We are recording on campus at ISU radio station. Let's go ahead and... No, let's not do that. <laughs> see, see, this is, I told you I need scripting, right? I, I mean, I, I, no, I understand. <laughs> this is, this is what would happen if I tried to do a channel one without yeah. script. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. So, okay. Thank you for joining us, dear listeners. This is you, YouTube. <laughs> Once we get rolling, hopefully things will go better. I'd imagine. I, I totally get it. Okay, well, that does make life a lot easier to not have to worry about that moon button. <laughs> oh, no, we just got to sit and yeah. <laughs> just listen to the songs, man. I mean, I've heard all these, of course. I'm, this isn't my uh, first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd started to count in like I do with you. All right, three, yeah, two, yeah. one. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, we, can't have the, we can't have the audio here. You, you, wanna, do you, you wanna, at least know the name of the keyboard? The Bob MX the keyboard. MX81. <laughs> the yeah. yeah. The MX81. Yeah. Okay. And then your mixer and stuff. So. Okay. Well, we're gonna pretend this conversation never happened because I'm gonna ask a lot of same questions when we come yeah, back. That's totally <laughs> yeah. God, I'm glad I don't have to hold that mute button. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
And I looked over at Jody. I looked over at my wife, and I said, "This is fucking church." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm living right church. now. <laughs> this is church. this is lit. <laughs> so, but I'm sitting on the chair. We're gonna go ahead and just let this loop one more time. Um, <clears throat> I'm sitting on the chair, and I've got a Fong's pizza T-shirt on. Yeah. And Wyatt, he's he's five now, but I think he was four at the time. Mm-hmm. And he runs over and points at the dragon and says, "What's that?" And I'm gonna do my best to recreate this because this is unscripted. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, well, it's a it's a dragon that sells pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the two qualifying features. <laughs> I'll get that tattooed. <laughs> it's a dragon that sells pizza. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to do that for this. <laughs> it's a courtesy. Well, speaking of courtesies, um, I'm going to go catch the bathroom. Go right. for it. You guys just kind of... I'm, I'm going to go try to pop the movie just to make sure no one's coming. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going right. to stay here. Perfect. We'll just, let it, we'll just let it loop and we'll come back. We'll start talking. Go for it. Now we can talk bad about it. <laughs> All I'm recording. Oh my gosh. Dude, this guy is. <laughs> but he's like listening to it in yeah. post. <laughs> he's sitting there like. <laughs> <laughs> We're saying just truly the most foul. <laughs> this is so sick. I, this is awesome. This is so sick. <laughs> I don't want, yeah, I, I want to just put everything face value. Like, I did everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know yeah. who this guy is. You're just here because you are. You have a podcast room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm here as the avenue. Yeah. You just my name's not even on the thing, so. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's on the album cover, but um, it's not on the songs. I'm so excited to talk about Party Hat. It's like I'm so excited, dude. <laughs> Song slams. <laughs> I can't wait to leave you alone here. <laughs> when the mutual <laughs> when the mutual leaves and you have to <laughs> you have uh, to make awkward conversation uh, <laughs> for what when, why, why are you doing that I gotta go pee nah that's all cool man we don't need to listen we just sing the whole thing <laughs> we should we should recreate time and place where it's just it's all it's, it's just all voice. acapella it's all us going yeah. blimp is like I couldn't even do it. Dude, that'd be honestly. We uh, we made sure to talk about you a lot. Yes. Oh, totally. Well, I'll go back and listen to the recording. It's all all negative. Like just there, like those bastards. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Make sure to keep it all in. Yeah. Adam's not even my name. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, this that? guy thinks we made this album. Oh. <laughs> this, Adam and Elijah sent him sent a actor, paid actors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The real Elijah calls you. So when are we doing the interview? You're like, what? What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> Those were actually Russian spies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't believe how long they spent working on our ac- our accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much time. God, to be able to do an accent that perfectly. I know, and you were talking in your questionnaire about bilingualism, which we didn't really... We didn't even get to it. That's okay. Episode two. Episode two, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, when we come back, we can all talk in accents. Yeah. (laughs) No, you can. I... (laughs) 
All right, this song is called Magma. And it's <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, so get ready, guys. Hands on the button. Go for it. All right, boldly go. <laughs> We're doing it without you. Yep, we'll just do this one without you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is going pretty well. I, I do think, yeah, I we were talking about it when you are in the bathroom. Like, this is awesome. <clears throat> it's also the first time I was, I've been in this room and doing a podcast and everything, and it, it's a really cool experience. Neat, neat. Well, yeah, like, it, I didn't know what to expect. Right. You know, and when I don't know what to expect, I, I kind of, like, hesitate. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? it, it leaves a big opportunity for, like, bad things to happen, but also at the same time, good things to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's comforting for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also pretty it's pretty easy just because it's like we're talking about stuff that we did you know what I mean it's like what were you doing with this song it's like I remember exactly what I was doing with this song so it's just very easy to just flow yeah well and I was like I said this is an unknown paradigm for me so I wasn't know how I was didn't know how I was going to approach it but I realized I can let these two do the heavy (laughs) right (laughs) you know what I mean so yeah it's yeah it's pretty awesome and just having like the partnership and it's really and him remembering stuff that I don't remember so much and it's pretty cool it's awesome mm. mm-hmm. and, and again having that head and heart dynamic really yeah and yeah and we, we could be we're very similar but also really different and I think that makes for really good music because if we were both the same person and both agreed on everything these songs wouldn't be what they were mm-hmm. it's like I write down something he's like I love that let's do it and it's like there's been so many times where I write down something he's like that does not work and then it makes something better and it's it's awesome well that's the that's the hallmark of a good team you guys will have to do this again right oh my gosh yeah yeah i do think i'm probably gonna buy one of these mics they look so ridiculous though they look like toys you know they (laughs) look stupid but they they sound really good pretty pretty dramatic (laughs) (laughs) um so okay well back to the mic um the, the trade-off with an SM7B versus an RE20, they're about the same price. Between the two of them, they are collectively the two most common mics used in professional radio and professional podcasting. You know, the SM7B is that big black cylinder-looking one. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen it, yeah. 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 So, and they both have their pros and cons. The SM7B actually has a more natural, more lifelike sound. You know, so if you're going to record music with it or vocal, singing yeah. vocals, you probably yeah, yeah. would definitely want the SM7B. It's very true to life, very true to life, but it doesn't have that pop. It doesn't, you know what I mean? This doesn't is, make the voice sound like sultry. Or... Well, th- this definitely does a better job of going for that radio. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, vibe. The crisp. The intonation as opposed to, like, sound. This is more colored, but it's it's really pretty colors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I think, I, think I, might, I think I might pick me up one. It sounds really good. And with, and with your voice, it's going to be even crazier. That's what I'm saying. I didn't give myself enough time for a transition again. Okay. Sandcastle, icicle, party hat. Party hat, yeah. You know, it sounds like, like a... I don't know. It sounds like quite the scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to get the party hat. It's so funny. <laughs> I want to do an instrumental piece and call it like the chariot of Harriet Iscariot. Yeah. <laughs> like a poem? <laughs> just, just 
some ridiculous name. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like Harriet Iscariot needs to be a person. Dang. And it's the same as. It's the it's same. It's a different part. section. Oh yeah. Okay. I was. I'm like, <laughs> did repeat one break? Okay. So. Oh wait. That's right. Yeah. I got. I got. I got tripped up on it twice. I think it's like, it gets really quiet for this one too. I feel like when we're listening to it, generally does it. Really I think it just drops off, and then it's like, yo. Yeah, this doesn't feel a lot quieter than the other ones to me. Well, it just sounds like it ends abruptly, and then the piano comes, and you're like, oh, yeah. That's why I keep freaking out. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. It's fine so far. <laughs> I already, sounds great. I, I already hate it. You can skip to the end. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. What'd you think of Icicle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <It's> just... <laughs> I'm going to walk around too. I'm getting old and starting to cramp. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it bedtime? (laughs) No, this is one of my favorites of the episode or the uh, album. Um, But you know, if you weren't so picky, you wouldn't get so many nosebleeds. Yeah. (laughs) I actually crazy because I get a ton of (laughs) nosebleeds. Like actually. <laughs> I just, I just love the the fake out of that yeah, one. You yeah, know, yeah. like because you think picky as in choose, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. particular, but then you means the that's, fingers up the nose. That's a bar. I'm not gonna lie, you had a lot of good quotes in the episode today too. So. <laughs> Me no, or him? Yeah, yeah, yeah you say, you oh, did great in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm done now. <laughs> you did great. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> There's not a whole lot I pride myself in, but one of them is. Having away with words and phrases. The vernacular. And stuff. The vernacular. Like, you were made for radio. It's the sure. it's the only. Sometimes I feel like an articulate idiot, you know, because I feel like you know, like I feel dumb except for when it comes to words, and then feel really smart. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. dumb. Like I can't when he speaks. I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> got to dumb it down a little bit. Well, one thing I uh, screw it. We'll loop it again. Uh, one thing, one thing I really like to do is, um, it's a, it's an, a compulsion of mine to find different ways to say common things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like so, either either if it's a simple phrase, find a ridiculously elaborate way to say it, or if it's a complex phrase, find a ridiculously simplified way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just something parallel. Like I was on a conference call at work, and uh, uh, we were talking about this executive area where like a lot of real high ranking officials were. Yeah. And I heard at least five or six different voices chuckling when I started going on about the large hair pieces. What the, the large ear pieces? Large hair pieces. Oh, Instead yeah. of big wigs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Large hair pieces. <laughs> large hair pieces. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I try to – it's like a shock humor thing mm-hmm. where you just try to say try to say something, like correlate two things. I don't know. I love saying when you can't make a decision on something very basically, I love saying that it's a, a joint custody battle. Mm, like <laughs> just good. like, just like writing terms. Cause I'm a philosophy major mm-hmm. uh, and psychology. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. you just do so much writing mm-hmm. and you just get used to saying the exact same terminology, but you like find just fun ways to say it. Just mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. I, I love reading an article where someone set, finds a ridiculously clever way to say something we're used to hearing all the uh-huh, time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like, uh, like, you know, the, well, this is a really dated reference because this is referring to Britney Spears, but you know, the, those <laughs> exuberant teens that are ready to trade George for Britney. 
I don't I think George I Washington. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Trade yeah. George for Brittany. Yeah, yeah. Who's George Washington? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Is that an old person? Or is that? He's, no, he's one of the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. Britney Spears. Mm. I say Bernie Spears might be an older reference <laughs> than George Washington. Well, to give you perspective, she's like one year younger than me. Oh, good what? job, Elijah. That's Please. crazy. Because yeah. my sister was obsessed with Britney Spears, and she's not that much old. I, I, no, she's like 30 now. Actually, that's kind of crazy. 30? Um, God, yeah. That was so 13 years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was listening to Spears when I was a wee lad, you know, probably when she was... <laughs> at the end of her career. <laughs> I, I'm not a big Britney Spears fan. I think I could think of two songs of hers that I like genuinely like. And they're they're so much like each other musically that they're kind of like musical yeah. sequels to each other. Yeah. Uh, Womanizer and Toxic are the yeah. only two Britney Spears songs that I unironically like. Right. So. You sit in this chair for so long, you <laughs> start to become a chair. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> uh, three weeks from yesterday, this album's going to be a year old. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. That sounded really... That's a water bottle right there. <laughs> that sounded really weird on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> out of water. Pick you out. <laughs> you got to do that when, like, the waiter needs to refill your... It is doing it loud as... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a fun experience. Yes. I mean, well, okay. I, I don't have an experience exactly like this because I've never been interviewed. Mm-hmm. But um, I did two compositions on like bass and keyboard, and I'm a atrociously bad drummer. But you know, I did. I faked Same. a couple drum, <laughs> faked a couple <laughs> drum fills. You know, um, and 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 then the way it worked is. My my mom is a musician, so I, I recorded the I composed these tracks on my own, and I recorded them on quote unquote real instruments. And then I had my mom come over, and she converted it to sheet music. And then I gave the sheet music plus an MP3 of my recording to uh, my friend Jay, who was making these games. And note by note, he converted it to chip. Mm, so that's awesome. The way they're credited is composed by me, arranged by Jay. Yeah, that's how we have it credited. Yeah, but, but um, these actually did make really small games that were included in like a, a, a bundle disc for this programming system called Hydra Development Kit. And so technically I am a VGM composer. Hey. That's sick. It's only happened twice. And I'm not billing myself as a VGM composer until A, I can do the process start to finish on my own. Uh. And B, it releases, it comes out on a game that's commercially available. Right. Mm. When both of those things happen, I'll start running around saying, I'm a VGM composer. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But, but techni- I mean, technically, I already am. So, but I have featured those tracks on Nerd Noise Radio before. So <laughs> That's really cool. You'll have to link me the episode. I, I forget the dates, but you were talking about ending Nerd Noise Radio at a specific time, like 25, 2025? Well, I, I'm, I started it in January of 2017. So okay. I want to end it in December of 2026. So okay. we just do a solid decade. Okay. Do you see yourself composing music after, like when you got less stuff on your plate, you add some. I'd like more to do things? it. I'd like to try to do an album just once, even okay. if it's garbage. And I think that's after the podcast is when I'll give that a try. Okay. Take that seriously. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah, I always forget this one. 
Ouch. <laughs> this one's 100% me, as you can tell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can tell by my, by my reaction. What's to below? <laughs> below what? <laughs> yeah. I make a lot of jokes about hating these songs, but I love these songs. I wouldn't change anything. Uh, so this is on the record. Edit, edit it out on the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make sure we'll never see the light of day. Yeah. Well, I've got a lot of stuff to edit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say he knows. Yeah. <laughs> I like that little bit there at the end. You know this one. <laughs> I know this one's a banger. <laughs> Getting that like video game yeah. dip. Feeling the headphones off your ears. Too. You know what? That doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. I'll play Call of Duty and it's like, whoa. <laughs> the cowlick. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a smooth fit. Yeah, the problem is I can't wear my hat while I'm doing this. Uh, put it on top of the. No. You're like too big on things. It's so funny. Like, this is not... If this sounds rude, I'm sorry, but the Heisenberg fit, I love it. <laughs> well, I just thought it was funny to describe myself as great value Heisenberg and then say, like, this is where I hear my mom say, oh, come now, you're at least good and gather, Heisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> good and gather. <laughs> Wish.com. Yeah. Diet. I, I like saying diet Heisenberg. Diet? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, but you can't say diet Heisenberg and then see, like, this you know, <laughs> chunky guy. <laughs> oh, no, no, man. <laughs> The Sprite Zero of Heisenberg. Yeah. Sprite Zero. <laughs> My face hurts from smiling. So I can't do this. <laughs> oh. Well, so it's actually even dorkier than you think. That hat is a fedora. Yeah. Okay. And part of the reason why I'm wearing it is because I'm running Fedora Linux. So it's like this really dang, new, yeah, like right. this really like subtle Linux reference. <laughs> <laughs> It's lore. It's, it's the hidden hidden I, value. I think you're the first person that like uses Linux and like like it. Right. No, there's at least two million others. Yeah, right. <laughs> the first one I've met that it's like I I use Linux and smiles. Yeah. Oh, I yeah no I I uh, I started using Linux in 2018. Went Linux primary in 2020. Got rid of Windows in like 2021, and then nice. got rid of Mac in 2023. So now I'm pure Linux. There you nice. go. You're <laughs> You're sober from <laughs> from Windows and Mac, so. Yep, I'm all penguin. Uh, and you know the Steam Deck uses. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever seen a Steam Deck? Mm -mm. Uh, I've, I I was I remember its creation and like how big of a deal it was. Okay, actually, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna. I want to listen to outro so I know what it sounds like because we're yeah. not gonna be hearing it. So I want to be able to talk about it. Okay. And then I'll click us back to credits, and we'll just go right into the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's cute. It's the you know the little kind of yeah. What's that blow thing? You know what I mean. The blow pipe. The blow pipe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's it called? It's a pan flute. Pan okay, flute. pan flute. Yeah, yeah. That's the sound that we use. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's called bottle actually. <laughs> oh yeah, it was bottle pretty too. A lot of bottles in this episode. <laughs> okay. Bottle. All right. It's a. It's really cute, and it's a great way to take out the episode. <laughs> it's ironic. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, click the track back, and I'll. Well, you guys just put your finger on the button.
Okay. You can go ahead and stop the recording.